Welcome back to the Brave Podcast. My name is Angelo, aka Exploring with Angelo here on YouTube. Normally I'm out hunting ghosts, going to weird places, strange places, abandoned places, uh, doing stuff like that. Recently we decided to start this podcast and uh, we have been having a blast with all the amazing guests that we've been bringing forward, uh, telling a bunch of cool stories and so on and so forth. I am not alone. I am here with my co-host Moshi. I'm Moshi. Hi, my name is Mo Muhammad. On YouTube, I'm Moshio, and on Instagram, I'm the same. Uh, I talk about mostly gaming stuff, but then here, I'm talking about a whole lot of other things like oh, yeah. Canadian and American politics, like we're going to be talking with today with our guest, Sebastian Loporto. Ooh. What's up, Canada What's and the up? U.S. and whoever else is watching? Thank mm -hmm. you for having me, Angelo Mo. Yep, excellent. Welcome. Thank you for uh, joining us. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe share what you do, uh, what your interests are, hobbies, things like that. Yeah, so um, what I do, I am in the financial services space. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that for a little over a decade. Uh, started in 2012. Um, it's been a great journey. Learned a lot about money, learned a lot about people. Mm -hmm. um, I guess what inspires me to go every day is uh, people need help, man. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, right now, with the state of everything that's going on, people are hurting bad. Um, I've noticed more and more. Obviously, everything's gotten more expensive. Uh, one of the first things that I noticed, because uh, I kind of foresaw everything coming, especially with everything that's happened within the last two and a half to three years after the lockdowns, uh, you know, COVID and all of that fun stuff with inflation generally through the roof. Um, the first thing that I noticed, because people didn't really notice at first that everything was going up in cost because you're like, no, everything costs basically the same thing. Right. And then I would tell them, I said, go to the grocery store, take an old package of something from home, go to the grocery store and tell me what the difference is. And a lot of them all of a sudden said, everything's smaller. Package sizes are smaller. So that was the first thing that mm -hmm. they did. And then, obviously, when they couldn't take that uh, any further, because, you know, you can only make the packaging smaller and smaller yeah, and smaller. It for so much, right? Exactly, until people didn't really, you know, yeah. want to buy it anymore. Um, then they had to start increasing the prices. And then we ended up with watermelons that cost $16. 30% hikes, man. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And Who's that guy? Galen? Galen, Galen, Galen Weston? Weston? Yeah, yeah. Is he doing a lot for Canada right now? Or is it the... Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, a weird, it's a weird conversation when it comes to stuff like that. Because obviously I want to support the free market. Sure. And I do understand that a lot of companies out there will obviously take advantage of people. Um, I mean, you're in the finance industry. You yeah. probably see it every single day, right? So, well, to your Galen point, he received some funds from the federal government mm -hmm. to install some like freezers in his stores and stuff. Yeah. So I have no idea what the ins and outs of that was, but it's kind of like, uh, what is this, CBC part two? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? More money, so. more problems, but don't tell the general voter because, hey, they don't want to know. Yeah, so. Mm -mm. I, heard he, I heard he also got just a bunch of bonuses. Yeah, for being a stand-up yeah. guy. Oh, wow. For being a stand-up guy. So <laughs> he's, he's a the, wonderful guy. Here's a few bucks. He's the he's the CEO, I think, of Weston Foods, he is, right? Yeah, yeah. Weston, Weston worth, Foods, a, yeah. worth a lot of money. I think he's one of the richest people in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. He's in the top five, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Wow. So The Thompson family's also up there, which is out of Winnipeg. They own like the Globe and Mail and... Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. The the media companies that are yeah. quickly yeah. crashing and burning at the moment because yeah. uh, I think a lot of people, and that's kind of why I, I really wanted to bring these topics on for you guys, the viewers. Um, 
I do consider myself a relatively political person. I consider myself mostly centrist, kind of somewhere in the middle when it comes to, you know, if you want to put it on a spectrum, left and right. Um, obviously, some people are more conservative. Some people are a little bit more liberal. Um, and I do know some of these conversations are a little bit spicy, and maybe you won't agree with me or anybody else who's at the table. But just remember that these are opinions. Uh, we do have something called free speech. It exists even here in Canada, believe it or not. Uh, it is slowly being diminished, and uh, we'll probably get into that as well. But you know what? If you don't agree with us, I mean, it is what it is, right? right. We're going to talk regardless because... A lot of the stuff that I'm seeing lately um, is is everything is heading so so downhill so fast, and if we don't, if we the people do not do something about it, what are we going to have? Like, what are we going to wait until everything's burned to the ground until right. we finally decide to actually do something about mm. it? And I don't think that's fair to future generations who have no say in the matter, have no control over what happens. So um, I think we the people kind of have to do something to uh, to fight back and and take back control of the country and the government and uh that's why we're talking about it like i said you guys might not agree but it is what it is if you don't like the conversation of politics i know it's not for everybody then maybe turn off the the, the video but if you are interested stick around um you know and leave your input in the comments and uh yeah that's pretty much it for now. I think that's part of the problem right yeah. Inch, is that uh people don't like the conversation of politics exactly. we talk growing up you can't talk about religion, you can't talk about money, and you can't mm -hmm. talk about politics. Yeah. And because of those three non-topics, we have all this hell hellness that's kind of yep. broken loose today, right? Mm -hmm. and it's like I never understood where <clears throat> a simple conversation about beliefs, values, um, things that I grew up with, things that both of you grew up with, um, could trigger somebody to the point where it's offensive. Yeah. Now it gets kind of misnomered where if you say something that is anti-something or anti-narrative, I should call mm -hmm. it. Not even anti-any of the brands, just anti-narrative. Yeah. You're a bigot, you're a homophobe, you're a racist. And mm -hmm. I just look at that and it's like, really? Yeah. I grew up with everyone and everyone. I've always accepted everyone for who they were. And yeah. You know, played on the streets with everyone. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I felt growing up. Uh, going to high school, we, especially in Brampton, um, we were one of the fastest growing cities, one sure. of the most diverse populations, right. uh, a huge number of minority people. Um, like where I live, it's it's predominantly Indian people. A lot wow. of people, uh, you know, who speak. So you're Punjab. the minority, basically, right? <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, yeah. at this point now, I yeah. think Brampton is approximately 60% uh Minority In, Indian, people. Indian ethnicities and exactly. Asian ethnicities. Exactly. And, and everybody else kind of fills the gaps. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So originally, like, Brampton kind of used to be, uh, it was all farmland originally. Yeah. Well, uh, the Castlemore area, uh, you know, I grew up in Woodbridge, which mm -hmm. is the opposite of that, where 80% of the people were all Italian. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. But if you went on Castlemore, it was like that special street that kind of belonged to Woodbridge, mm -hmm. but was really like Brampton North Farm. Yeah. yeah. And, and all the big construction guys and their companies all, like, had their had their big lands and stuff right. and yeah. properties right. on there. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the people from that live in Woodbridge today, the Italian people, mm -hmm. um, they were all from Malton oh, for yeah. the most part, yeah, yeah. right? Malton was a huge, huge... Well, that was a North York kid, so most of them were from North York as well. Right? Exactly, so. exactly. And then, you know, a lot of people have kind of moved on, moved to different places, right. places that maybe were cheaper because they saw massive inflation. Like now, a lot of people, what I'm noticing is they're noticing massive inflation in this country to the point where homes cost 
$1.5 million. And we're not talking anything spectacular. You're talking an average. Shed, yeah, exactly. An average ordinary home that's costing $1.5 million. Yep. And young people are, they don't have the opportunity nowadays nope. to buy it. And a lot of what happened was they stopped building homes fast enough and uh, the demand has increased because so many people come into the country so quickly. And believe me, I'm not against immigration. My family comes yeah, from so Im immigrants. Yeah, yours, does, yeah. yours does, yours sure does, right? Absolutely. We are literally a country based on immigration. But there comes a point when there is a problem and obviously there's something that's happening that is creating this this issue, mm. right? Whether it be um, certain legislature in in uh, you know Canadian government um, that's being passed, that's obviously preventing a lot of people from being able to live your life and and just do something so simple, which would be buy a home. And then you go to the states and you find that uh, you know in the Pittsburgh area you can still probably buy a home for about three four hundred thousand sure. dollars. You can go to Texas two hundred sixty five thousand dollars, brand new buy home, a for right? Yeah. Like, dude, you're you're literally you're you're living the life. And those people to them that's expensive because, right. they, and then when you tell them like because I go to the U.S. all the time for for trips and stuff, and I talk to a lot of people there, and when I tell them that our home prices here are 1.5 million. I have to convert it. That's like, well, what? 1.2, 1.25 million US roughly based on conversion. And when I tell them that, their freaking jaws drop, yeah. right? Um, so I know like, not, it's obviously not everywhere in the US, but there are still spots where you can, you know, you can buy a decent size home um, for a decent amount mm -hmm. of money. Um, but yeah, there's clearly a problem here. And uh, I guess that leads into our, our first topic of the day, which is the state of Canadian politics. What uh, What is your opinion right now, Sebastian, on uh, what's happening? We're in big trouble, man. In big trouble? Based big on trouble. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you noticing? Like, uh, what is the, the biggest problems right now that's... When, when a government's main focus is not to inherently create jobs internally for its people, mm -hmm. and uses its funds on taxes and then clocks on more taxes like carbon taxes and this tax and that tax and then sends money out to um foreign countries mm -hmm. for aid for ridiculous wars that are being fought yeah. over stupidity right mm -hmm. and this is not a, a pick or choose of who i'm on which side <coughs> of which war but exactly um when you could see that there's general interests in these countries for controls mm -hmm. And they're trying to sell it through, you know, media popularity, like the brands that we have in Canada, like the CBC, mm -hmm. and they push this liberal narrative. I have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I look at that and I say to myself, <clears throat> this is 2023 and we've got problems like this now. You're right, Ange. In mm -hmm. the future, the generations won't stand a chance if they don't start standing up right now and, yeah, exactly. and, and, and asking questions, right? Yeah. And what I'm seeing a lot now, especially in schools, is they're not really teaching children how to critically think or think for themselves right. um they're essentially being told what to say what not to say right. and a lot All of in these... the name of inclusivity and tolerance exactly yeah. right um and not that i don't want to include people obviously i do but there comes a point where um the line gets crossed sure and that's generally what i'm seeing right sure like you said where everybody's suddenly anybody who has a different opinion than the current standing government the right. you know the current media um and they're all getting called bigots they're all getting called like you said racists and xenophobes xenophobes, homophobes, xenophobes misogynists, misogynists blah, and, blah 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 exactly and it it literally 
you're just sitting there thinking about it. And you're like, what? Well, there's no more, there's no more parameter yeah. on the boy who cried wolf, mm -hmm. right? There's nothing to measure a true racist slur yes. any longer because mm -hmm. if you just don't agree with what the people say, mm -hmm. it's like you can't have a free thought and you can't have an opinion because all of a sudden that's under the guise of intolerance yeah. and non-inclusivity, right? Exactly. So that to me is, is, is a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. One thing that I'm noticing too is like how you said, um, you know, those certain words, they don't even really have the same effect anymore, no. right? Because, you know, they've gotten so used to going around calling people Nazis that they don't even, <laughs> like that word almost has no meaning anymore, That's right. right? And it's like learning about, like I actually went to Auschwitz. Like I had, uh, you know, Daniel here the other day and we were talking about how crazy it was just to go there, understanding the history of it all. Mm. And uh, just now that you literally have people running around calling everybody a Nazi right. just because you don't agree with them, right? Not because they're you actually... Hurt the feelings, bro. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and the that's, they're in their safe space. You, you got them out of their safe space. <laughs> right. Yeah, ex exactly. Things have just... Uh, they're getting a little bit out of control at this point. And uh, I wanted to ask you too, um, at what point did you really kind of start paying attention to everything that's happening? Did this happen recent or was it, has it been your entire life or? So I've always been the kid who asked a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. My friends used to get mad at me because I was the guy who would like interrogate you. Yeah, that's, that's actually I'd like somebody and I was like, <laughs> I'd ask a thousand questions. <clears throat> and I just, I, I, I always looked at it like I wasn't trying to offend you. I was trying to, you know, gauge you so that I can form an opinion based on your character, mm -hmm. your knowledge, your experience, a true opinion. Yeah. Not something just based on, oh, Mo's got a beard and, you know, he's got a hat on and he's wearing a dress shirt and he's wearing this. Like, I, I didn't operate like that. I was like, I genuinely wanted to know a character yeah. of a person. So how do you get to know a character of a person? We were always taught in school. The one good thing I ever learned in school was ask questions. Yeah. I agree. So ask questions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I like I didn't ever see anything wrong with that. I used to have friends be like, "Bro, you ask so many questions, man." And a lot of people, you're great, but a lot of people get offended. And I was always like in my head going, "What? Mm -hmm. How do you get offended?" Because I'm asking you questions. Mm -hmm. Like, and then I started realizing as I got older, people don't have the capacity to say, "Hey, I'm uncomfortable answering those questions." Yeah. Or so I kind of, I, I maybe I, I I cleaned up my skill set or. I kind of became a little more discerned in how I asked questions. So I got better, I guess. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, asking questions was a very important thing because yeah. it allowed me to create a barometer, a measurement of the value of my time because everybody's mm -hmm. time is valuable. So if it's someone who's going to engage with me, Mo wants to talk to me or you, Andrew, want to talk to me, and you're engaging in the question, we're going to have a blast mm -hmm. because that's how I operate. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're like a guy and I'm pulling teeth, you know, after about 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, this guy's want to talk or he's a man of few words or, mm -hmm. you know, and I respect that and that's cool. Yeah. But that, that's sort of, I guess, the way, um, I presented that, you know, and then obviously yeah. our own values growing up. I mean, I was taught at home, you know, you respect people and mm -hmm. you go outside and you always try to, my dad used to always say to me, uh, try to hang out with leaders. Mm, good advice. Leaders. Yes. Right. Not, great. not go be a follower. Right. Not not go pick the worst of the brand and go follow them. Go find people that you want to emulate that spark, um, you know, critical thinking that allow you to leave the conversation asking more questions. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of being a thing, right? Being uh, um, uh, intuitive and open and, and having that. And I guess that's what always added. Unfortunately, I was allowed to do that at my house. So I was bullied a lot as a kid because mm -hmm. I would go to the schoolyard and I'd be that guy that was okay. I could talk about things. I'd go in the schoolyard and then 
talk to the kid who didn't want to talk about the stuff yeah. and he'd punch you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or call you a name, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I, I think I, I learned a lot of that young with basic, basic family values and mm-hmm. respecting and, and asking questions. Yeah. When it comes to um, Canada, when did you, I know you're very vocal about everything that's been happening, especially over the last three years. Would you say that you've been more vocal about everything that's happening since maybe COVID started or were you already kind of actively talking about it before that so, even? Yeah. So my wife and I were talking about this stuff back in like 09, 10 when we first started dating. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it because um, people weren't seeing the writing on the walls. So we'd go to bed at night, you know, do a little bit of night reading before mm-hmm. you go to bed. And you're like, you know, the phones at the time were very active still, right? You're kind of scrolling through on my Blackberry at the time mm-hmm. and you would get you know, articles on oh, digital currencies could be this in the future. Um, possible uh, global passports for this. And, you know, this is 2009. And we're like, oh, that's probably going to happen when I'm long and dead. Mm-hmm. And all COVID did was just speed up the timelines, right? Yeah. But for me, I became uber vocal because I really wasn't, even though I knew a lot of the stuff, I wasn't. I kind of didn't want to shock people and scare them and kind of get yeah. called the conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. by the way if anybody has a conspiracy theorist friend they should call them and thank them yeah <laughs> but yeah. back then we were conspiracy theorists right so i didn't want to get too much into these caught up you know fables and stories of yeah. what ifisms mm-hmm. uh but I'll, I'll be honest with you the day i exploded was the day they fired don cherry oh okay yeah, yeah. he said something about uh november november 11th yeah. 2019 about Every, four months I think it was everybody pandemic. got offended because mm. he said something you um, people you people that's what it was yeah he kept he paraphrasing. said you he people said, and you know who you are mm-hmm. are not wearing the poppy and yeah. representing and celebrating people that you know mm-hmm. died for oh, us oh yeah that's right. and every again the CBC went and did a little bit of spinnerism on the story and got some street perspective do you find uh, questions like do you find what Don Cherry said highly offensive Oh yes, I think that he was specifically outing certain people in certain yeah. communities. I'm like leading questions to get exactly what they right, want. Exactly, right. exactly, painting the picture of yeah. what they wanted to to showcase. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in the car with my wife, and I'm hearing all my favorite sports stations, TSN, Sportsnet. All of them are like, "Don Cherry's hateful, hateful word." And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I won't use the word, but mfers. I can't believe that these mm-hmm. guys are doing this to a guy. I go, so you're telling me for 40 years, while it served your purposes, it worked well for you, but this particular season, he's all of a sudden out of touch and out of season, right? Mm-hmm. So that that was the starting point of me kind of being, I can't stay quiet. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I remember that. And then I would play back the video, I'm like, what did he say? He didn't say anything. Yeah, it was, it was a generic, uh, like a, just a general phrase that yeah. you would say, like you people, like you, you know, yeah. you people in this room right mm-hmm. now, right? It's not anything because, you know, you people being you Lebanese people or you Italian people or something like that. It just didn't make any sense. And like you said, of course, they decided to spin the narrative because, you know, um, for whatever reason, that's just how they like to do things. It's right. And the other question is why? Like, is it more than just politics? Because now it's like we're noticing that politics has become very polarized for one right everybody hates everybody else right Big the divide, left, bigger than ever before yeah the, the the left can't stand the right the right can't stand right. the left and the centrists are all sitting in the middle like what the hell is going on right now mm, right yeah. like th- this just doesn't make any sense right and uh 
is it more than just um, the politics? Is there something, what do you think? Is there something driving it? Yeah, I think it's controls. Yeah. I think as long as you keep the people fed mm -hmm. with the idea that they're going to create something in their lives and it's going to be marvelous, mm -hmm. um, they're okay. Um, listen, um, they're okay with being controlled by Big Daddy, mm -hmm. right? Because the reality is we live in environments that have rules and there's governments to protect those rules. Mm -hmm. I just don't know at which point it became where the government became my employer and I was its slave. When in reality is, is I voted for you. You are my servant, mm -hmm. not the other way around. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll be honest with you guys, like over the last three years, four years, the amount of people, even of my own ethnicity, yeah. maybe it's because they come from, you know, that socialist mentality of Europe. Mm -hmm. Things like, Oh, the greater good is always more important than the individual. Yeah. The collectivism is that, oh, you wouldn't have survived five minutes under a Mussolini or a, or a, you know, this autocrat or this dictator or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, what? I go, didn't all of you and your ancestors leave that world to come here so that that world wouldn't mm -hmm. affect you? And now you're telling me I wouldn't, like, I'm not playing my role. Like, like, come on, you're not being a team player. I'm thinking to myself, I don't mind being a team player, but aren't we all individuals first? Mm -hmm. And if we can't come to a conversation of being respected as individuals, there is no team. Yeah. And that to me was sort of the driving force of, I can't, I, I started realizing for myself of, I can't believe how ignorant my own kind is. Yeah. You know, they all say that they're conservative or they're of beliefs that, um, value families and value individualism and value, uh, you know, the critical thinking that we've talked about. Um, but then their words say one thing and their actions are like, they're lining up to go get vaxxed by the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's have some questions here. Like, mm -hmm. what are we doing? What's in this stuff? Do you have the white papers? Yeah. Where there are double blind peer reviews. Mm -hmm. How long has it been on the market? You know, I'm, I, I'm, I was a fan of the previous American regime, but I was not a fan of Operation Warp Speed. I wasn't a fan of getting this thing out in 11 months. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me in 100 years of coronaviruses that we've all experienced in the modern age, there is no medication that can help us through, let's call it a much more difficult flu season, because that's all it was. It was a much more difficult flu season than normal. Mm -hmm. Nope. You're silly. You shouldn't ask any questions. Mm. Follow the science. Do your own research. Yeah. We're all trigger words, man. I was looking mm -hmm. at this and like, what, what are you guys like sitting down yeah, and I, getting I, fed some I CBC that, stuff? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like um, one thing I noticed heavily during that whole time period uh, was, like you said, the, the, the clickbaity words, oh. right? Or uh, the, the words We're that... We're all in together. We're all in this together. It, well, not even only that. Like, I mean, that was one thing, whatever. Um what I was noticing is the way they would like journalists would write stuff yeah. was it was those inconclusive words. So it was like, it could, it mm. may, or it should, or this <laughs> should, it's like masks should do this yeah. and lockdowns should do that. And it's right. like, okay, either they will or they will not. Right. right. You can't be somewhat pregnant. Either you're pregnant or you're not <laughs> pregnant. It's one or the freaking other. And I, kn I, I understand that in the very beginning, we didn't really know what the sure. hell was going on. A lot of people had a lot of questions. Um, but when the narrative 
became like you said, like when a lot of people brought up the the lab leak theory. And at first, everyone online, we were even I remember we were talking about it. We're like, oh, I wonder if there's like some some substance to this. Sure. It's a possibility. Who's to say that a virus can't leak from a lab? Of course it's possible. And it was shut down, left, right, and center. Why? Mostly because Donald Trump was the first one publicly to to point it out, right? And we all know how that went with Donald Trump. Anything right. he said was always obviously always wrong or misconstrued or taken completely out of context. And we know that because if you go back and watch a lot of his old videos, and if you guys don't agree with me on that statement, that they were totally against Donald Trump and they're still against him because, you know, they're in the middle of, he was just indicted yesterday. Um, but if you if you don't agree with that, please go back and watch the old press conferences right. where a lot of the times they would say that, oh, he said this and he said that. And it comes up even in general conference. Oh, I remember that time when Donald Trump told people to go drink bleach, which was never what he that said. That was never said. I don't never. know where they got right. that at never. all, ever. I laugh. And everybody that I know that I love was posting, orange man is bad. Yeah. <laughs> telling yeah. people to drink bleach. And I'm like, please. <laughs> And I would say this to people, yeah. please point out on the manuscript or the script that he said, show me exactly where he mm-hmm. said that. And then here's the answer. When you ask these people for facts, mm-hmm. they shut you down. Yeah. Oh. Now I have to admit the way he said it was kind of weird, but that's just sometimes, you know, a person. He's a bit of a weirdo, bro. It's okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, that, that's fine. I understand that. It was just like kind of the way he said it and right. he didn't really know what he was talking about. And he was asking the doctors that were literally sitting right next to him and they were talking about an actual medical procedure, um, not to bleach someone, but to go in and essentially clean their inside somehow yeah, that was some kind of, of it's some kind of like drip therapy or something yeah, yeah. something i don't need, i don't remember the exact details but i remember it was not telling people to go and drink yeah. bleach obviously that was just something that you know stupid media as per usual always says um but yeah so us being in canada what would you describe as the canadian identity what what is canada to you exactly a nation that has tremendous potential and is extremely lost is extremely lost. Extremely okay. lost. And I say that humbly because mm-hmm. there was a time, and I'm sure you both will agree, that yep. you'd wear your Canadian pride on your shoulder. You're like, yeah, what a great country. You know, mm-hmm. we live in. It's, it's wonderful. It's got its perks. It's not perfect. But I never once ever considered living anywhere else on a permanent level mm-hmm. outside of our country um, because it's so vast, big, beautiful. There's so many other uh, opportunities right across the nation. It's still, for how, how resource-filled it is, it's still very underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. Right, most of the people congregate on the 49th parallel between Vancouver and, and Montreal. You know, Toronto obviously being the hotbed of it. But of the 38, 39 million people, like 28 million of them live like between In Vancouver and, yeah. And, yeah. And, and Montreal, like literally on the line that separates us from the U.S. Right, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and I think that uh, it still has a tremendous amount of potential moving forward. We just need the right leadership, I believe in that environment mm-hmm. that's been lacking. When it comes to uh, leadership in this country, we got three parties. Um, for those that don't know, Canada is on a parliamentary system, which was adopted from the Brits uh, long ago, back in 1867, and we've been there ever since. So we have three main parties, uh, one being the Conservative Party of Canada, um, then you have the Liberal Party, and then you have the New Democratic Party, which calls themselves the Democratic Party, but I don't see them as very democratic, to be honest with you. Um, when it comes to leadership, would you choose out of those three parties, or do you see another option? 
Yeah, I, I, I always laugh. I, these last eight years, I call all three parties liberal, liberal, light, liberal, hard. Mm-hmm. There's no, <laughs> I've there's, said the same thing. There's no real conservative party. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, so to me, it's just uh, which lighter shade of gray do you, do you think is going to lead us into the, to the next uh, stage of our lives? Yeah. For me, um, I don't really have faith in our system at this stage. I think it needs an overhaul. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to your point, parliamentary system governments um, have some good points. They have some flaws. Mm-hmm. Prime example, when uh, uh, Doug Ford and um, Justin Trudeau, both being of opposite parties during this pandemic, exercised what's called a King's Decree, which allows them to extend these emergencies, mm-hmm. measures, acts, yeah. um, as long as they see fit, but they give them a timeline. So let's say 24 months, but they can review it every month. And every month they're like, oh, we're still not out of the gray. The numbers are going up. Boom. Next month you're locked down again, or you can't walk in the park or, mm-hmm. you know, you got to show your papers when you go to Joey's restaurant to eat or something like that. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I remember, uh, I remember all that insanity about, uh, it was about vaccine passports. And I'll be honest, I did take the first two vaccines mm-hmm. just because at the time when it first rolled out, I was actually in the States. I had left and, uh, I did the first one in Pittsburgh and then like a month later or whatever, I did the second one. And uh, the information was very different, right? Mm. I probably should have asked a lot more questions, but I was so busy and just not really paying attention as much as I probably should have. And I know that's a bit of a cop-out. But that's what they were counting on, right? Exactly. You being busy and and providing for your family that you were going to just trust the system, I think a lot of people just wanted everything to be over. So at the end of the day, they ran out as soon as these things become available for most people. And uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's going to do everything that it's supposed to do. And, you know, at this point, we know that it's not doing half the shit that it said it was supposed to do. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I took the first two, but I do remember, um, when I did come back and they had these passports installed or implemented, um, I don't remember how long it was for like three, four months or something like this, something stupid. I feel like it was more, I feel like the three, four it months was been. probably the paper or the, maybe the card that they I think printed right. and then they went over to the app the qr code that was on your phone how, how wild is that hey guys right? I, um, you in 2021 20, 22 <laughs> the adult version of you are like your papers through, place right? <laughs> uh, you're going through this stage of your life yeah. where they're asking you for something that they haven't asked in 85 plus years mm-hmm. it's uh it's crazy yeah. but i just remember um i would i refused to go to any place right that would ever ask for a passport. I think most people were like that. Right. And I'm just like, I, and I'm vaxxed, right? Like I took the first two. Yeah. So I remember going to Pizza Nova and uh, I was the type of person I never wore a mask. Majority of like in the first early stages when they were kind of forcing everybody to, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I'm just like, I don't, I don't agree with this and I'm mm-hmm. just not going to do it. Right. You don't like it too bad. I don't care. Right. That was my own decision. I take care of myself. I take care of my own family. I can, I'm, I'm a big boy. I can take care of my own, deci- uh, make my own decisions at the end of the day. So I remember walking into Pizza Nova and these guys were like, first they served me the slice and I sat down just eating that. Pizza Nova is just a generic franchise across Canada. And, um, it's like a Pizza Hut for you Americans. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, it's definitely better than Pizza Hut. Oh my I'd God, say. way better. <laughs> oh my God. Pizza Hut's trash. But, uh, so I remember I, I sat down and all these people are like talking behind the counter and they're like, excuse me, do you have your vaccine passport? Oh and I'm God. like, no. 
And they're like, okay, well, you can't eat in here. I was the only, per- it was like 12 o'clock at night. There was no one in the restaurant, yeah. just me and them two behind the counter. And they were easily a good 15 to 20 feet yeah. away. Just me, myself, sitting in the corner, minding my own business, not hurting anybody. Right. And they're like, well, you can't eat in here if you're, you know, if you don't want to have the vaccine passport. And I'm like, dude, I'm literally 15 feet away from you. Like, what's right. the problem right. here? They're like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, OK, well, I guess I'll just go eat outside in the freezing cold, right. which is exactly what I did. Even though I'm vaccinated, I refuse to show it to right. them because I'm like, dude, this is not Nazi Germany. That's this is Canada. Right? Exactly. And that's what it was. I know a lot of people that a lot of my friends who were not vaccinated, who couldn't go to places. So Terrible. it's like, why should I get special treatment just because I took some sort of drug? Right. Right. What if if I take Lipitor, does that make me more advanced than somebody else right. or something? Like it doesn't make any sense. Right. I feel so, uh, there were a lot of people. Sorry. There were a lot of businesses that were pushing it that didn't mm-hmm. want to push it to. Oh, totally. I have, a, I have mm-hmm. a friend who owns a bar and he said, I would love to have you. I would love to have all these people who are unvaccinated, except they'll take my liquor license away if they find Isn't out that terrible? there's somebody yeah. in there that who terrible? doesn't have Welcome it. to your freedoms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Was, that, was, that was our reality for a very, very long time. And then finally, they started to admit that uh, it wasn't really doing too much. And uh, they finally backed off, which was basically right after the Freedom Convoy. Um, it was funny how you had a bunch of truckers and just average ordinary people who showed up in in ottawa which is the capital of our nation and uh you know they they wanted change that's what they saw it was a general protest it was you know noisy at periods of times um but it's crazy that it literally took what was it like it spanned like what three weeks three, three and a half weeks something like that something like that yeah and it went it went on for a long period of time and the government refused to even just acknowledge them it's like no they did acknowledge them as terrorists noisemakers yes. pollutants yeah um, disoriented racist there was that one mm-hmm. guy who had the uh, you know I, I just love the way you know. The, the Confederate media, flag? Yeah, the media yeah. paints stories. And, yeah. And, you know, the one guy with a balaclava where he's like totally like you couldn't see covered up yeah. with the one flag like he wasn't a plant, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to make it look like out of the thousands of people yeah. that were doing like ice sculptures and kids on jumpy castles and, and, and music playing and barbecuing where you actually saw brotherhood and sisterhood. Hot tubs. Probably, yeah. The hot tubs. Probably yeah. occur for the first time in like ever mm-hmm. maybe since the first time since we had the blackout of like 20 years ago oh. or your neighbor actually yeah. took care of you and said hey don't worry you don't have your free uh, bring it yeah. over we'll cook it here on the barbecue mm-hmm. we'll do this right people were bringing uh bringing diesel and gas yeah, and there whatever was, they needed there was, right? there was actual humanity mm-hmm. being shown yeah it's... and trudeau did what trudeau does best yeah. i uh think i've got uh, covid so i can't come out i'll just tweet about it mm. and uh uh we just want to say that they're bad people and they should go away because what they're doing is not right mm-hmm. right yeah so yeah that's that's exactly what it was and um it was just crazy because i knew a lot of people that went there i wanted to go myself but i was out of the country pretty much the entire time it was happening but um i gave as much support as i possibly could online i bought a uh, free honk honk shirt from tim cast irl and oh i wore that God, everywhere free and Hong Kong. that was like that was six months precursor before COVID happened uh, oh you're you're thinking free hong kong 
but mine was free honk honk. So oh, I have this free honk honk. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. So it was it was just a stupid funny shirt that was basically a play on words about free Hong Kong, and right. it just literally has a Canadian uh, leaf. Logo. I guess yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like some sort of Canadian logo, and it says free honk honk on it. And yeah. uh, I honestly, I just kind of thought it was funny and and whatever. But yeah, it was it was amazing the way the media was painting everything about these people and it was just like dude these are average and ordinary people like i knew people who are considered minorities and they're calling them far-right white supremacists dude. and i'm just thinking in my head i'm like how is this person he's he's a brown person essentially right he is arabic is he like does he have a pitchfork and he's just chasing himself around in a circle like how does this work exactly yeah. like i don't i don't get it yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make any sense what they were doing well this is where you start seeing that the the descaling or the mm -hmm. declining of terms like racism and, and yeah. whatnot right when yeah. you're seeing punjabi men in their turbans mm -hmm. you know saying justin trudeau's what he's doing to canadians is not right and he's using the word canadians mm -hmm. Because that's what he is. He's a Canadian. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm a Canadian. You're a Canadian. You're a Canadian. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think what they weren't counting on, which is the lowest form of politics, right, is this idea of people identifying people for who they are as an individual, who mm -hmm. you are, Mo, as a character versus you being a Lebanese Canadian or mm -hmm. you being an Italian Canadian, Angelo, is, you know, this identity politics was crumbling in front of their face. Because no longer could you look at someone and say, oh, he's just an Indian guy, or he's a Punjabi guy from India, or he's a mm -hmm. Pakistani guy, or he's this, or he's that. No, he's a Canadian who's yeah. expressing that I drive a truck and that pays my family and mm -hmm. you're killing my business because yeah. I don't believe in your policies and your mandates and you're not allowing me to cross over to Michigan to get mm -hmm. food to bring mm -hmm. back to Canada so I can feed people in Ontario. Mm -hmm. And feed my family essentially exactly it was um it, it was despicable to say the least like the, just the things that he was you know trying to say and what a lot of and a lot of people believed it and there was a lot of things popping up on twitter about you know uh people being chased down by protesters oh, and attacked and this and that but they could never once come up with not one shred of evidence it's like they were just saying it and we were like okay well this person attacked we'll give you the benefit of a doubt can you prove it? Right. Right. And they never, they would just go away. They would just stay completely silent. I remember there was some like ice cream shop or something in Ottawa that was claiming. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That they had to shut down mm. because one of their employees was attacked by these far right lunatics. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, like if that was the case, wouldn't there at least be one video? Everybody's got a cell phone. So what? Somebody's attacking you and you're not going to like pull out a phone nobody else happened to pull out a phone there's no cctv footage there's no police report on it happening right so basically what you're saying is you're just full of shit and you're just going along with the narrative because you hate these people because they're honking and you're angry because they're honking and you can't watch netflix that night right. without hearing the honking in the background right and you're so Hot and bothered uh, by it. And the it just, tolerance, eh? Right, mm. right. <laughs> Man, my other favorite trigger word. Mm -hmm. I'm so tolerant. I have to be tolerant. Yeah. What? They're not tolerant, though. That's and my that's, point, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's they're, a spin that's, on that. That's they're the problem tolerant. is that they're not tolerant at all. Um, you know, growing up, I, tolerance was a completely different thing, yeah. right? Um, but it's like, it's like, I get it. If like somebody's like totally evil, like, you know, they actually are, they, they exist. We know racists exist. I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist, but is it as prevalent as it was back well, in the day? That's a good point. I always tell mm -hmm. people when they say, you know, racism is, you know, in the, you know, the city of Vaughn, 
rolls up its uh, alphabet mafia, LGBTQ, LMNOP, QRX flag <laughs> today. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, when did we become like this? Yeah. And what I mean by that is, is and I asked this to people when we want to have a, we have a racism talk, let's have a racism conversation. Mm-hmm. Is Canada more racist in 2023 than it was in 1923? Uh, the logical answer would be it was probably more racist in 1923. Mm-hmm. I would actually say it's more racist today. Well, yeah, yeah, because of the big divides of everybody hating everybody. Exactly. But what I'm getting at, before they started shoving these, these, these affirming beliefs down people's throats, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, you'd have to ask yourself pre 2019, I would say probably Canada was a far lesser racist nation today than a hundred years ago or 50 years ago. Right. We've come a long way. Right. Um, Like even when you look at the words like liberal or conservative, all a liberal was, was a classic conservative that believed Mm -hmm. in some progressive movements to help advance Mm -hmm. society a little bit. Most of it, most of the time it it comes down to, um, economic policy for the most part most of the time typically liberals were a little bit more socialist and that could be even like mildly on the spectrum yeah yeah, totally like like you believe more in obviously socialized healthcare and social life it could be anything right the 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 basic concept that uh the people all kind of pitch in and everything's kind of divided a little bit more equally in respects to certain things right which canada generally has that because we do have socialized healthcare. a lot of people refer to it as free healthcare, which it's not anybody if you earn a dollar you're contributing something exactly you're contributing something to that system right now when i mentioned um why i think the country's much more racist now than it was like you said even pre-2019 is simply because the ideas of critical race theory which derives from marxism has expanded right so you're essentially teaching people especially children now in schools that um in order to stop racism you have to be racist which literally makes no sense and we spoke about this on the previous episode when i uh, brought up that there's a student in a catholic school who's um, being told that they can't be very Catholic, for one, and not to mention the fact that they're creating black-only clubs mm. in schools. Like, that's that's messed up. So it's yeah, like we are going back. We've never even really... We what didn't, does that even mean, right? Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is with Canada, too, is it, what's crazy is that we didn't even have slavery back in the day. Slavery in Britain was abolished well before Canada became its own country. We right. adopted essentially the entire system from... Uh, Great Britain and um, we never had slavery in this country meanwhile the government's almost talking as if somehow we have to make reparations to people who were never enslaved in this country it just didn't exist not to say that racism didn't happen it did happen right especially like you know back in the day when Italians first came here mm-hmm. um, the English people who were already here generally didn't like Italians they would tell them to not eat you know, no Italians allowed in their restaurant, Irish people, things like that. Like, people just generally didn't like each other for whatever reason. And then eventually, like you said, we've progressed and we've gotten right. better. And obviously now we're like, nobody cares. <clears throat> nobody looks at another person in this country and makes assumptions about that person based on their color. But what critical race theory is telling people to do is go ahead and make assumptions based on that color. And and also to have an idea as you as a minority of how to look at yourself generally at the end of the day. It's like telling a black kid that... 
oh, because you're black, you'll never be on the same level as a white person. Yeah, they or, use it as the exception versus the rule. And exactly. there's a guy you guys should follow. He's mm-hmm. a political Republican <clears throat> in the States. He's actually going to be running for the Republican presidential with Trump and a bunch of these other guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Scott, mm-hmm. really, really smart guy. Heard of and him, he yeah. was on The View the other day. and he just He's running in the primaries, right? Yeah, he yeah. just literally slapped out that big mouth Sonny, you know, using, well, uh, uh, Senator... Uh, uh, black people have, uh, you know, has always been the exception, not the rule. And he's like, well, I'd beg to differ. And you really need to stop saying that because, you know, it's very damaging. He goes, I'm yeah. a senator. We've had a black president. We've had a, you know, a black uh, billionaire female, uh, you know, media personnel in Oprah. You know, mm-hmm. we have uh, had, uh, uh, we now have a VP who's black. We've had Ben Carson, who's not only a black politician, but he was, he's a brain surgeon. So this contrary conversation, which blows my mind of, Oh, that's the exception, not the rule, is a crock of crap, right? That mm-hmm. that just infuriates me because what it does is, and my business has had a lot of young male and females of minority ethnicities. And most of these guys that I, that I dealt with are fantastic. They believe in family values. They believe um, that they can do and be whatever they want to be and not any other person, specifically some white liberal behind a chair in an ivory tower telling yeah. people how to think uh, is going to stop them. So this idea that things are uh, the exception but not the rule is nonsense. Everything has become the rule today. Yeah. The freedoms have not been more free than they are in this current time. So this idea to me is just a bunch of malarkey that someone constantly like tries to pump in and yeah. and, and, and cause diversity. You know, I and was freaking out. I was actually thinking about that earlier too because. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, things right now involving the trans community, LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's crazy because a lot of these people, like you have activists showing up outside of schools because, you know, they want certain curriculums being taught and certain books to be shown to children in schools, which I don't agree with because obviously we should not have pornographic or adult lewd material in schools that children have should have access to. That just should not be. That's... Uh, no, no, we don't, we don't do those things, right? That stuff you want to see it as an adult, you do your own thing, right? This is Canada. You can look at whatever you want, but as long as you're of a certain age. Um, what I'm noticing is that a lot of these people are uh, going to these protests and they call themselves trans activists. And it's like they're constantly yelling things out about trans rights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What I, what I was thinking about, I'm like, what rights are they arguing about? You have the same rights you have for a very long you can time. Do you, bro. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> want to dress up how you want to dress up. And for the most part, no one's going to bother you. If you dress a little bit provocatively, somebody might give you a second look. But they do that to everybody, right? right? If I walk down the street in a furry costume, people are going to give me a weird look too. Like, what's going on here? Right? right. Like, why is this dude dressed up as a lion walking down the street? Right? It just is what it is. Right? And... Um, it just doesn't make any sense to me because these people are constantly yelling out things about uh, trans rights and trans rights. And it's like you have literally the same rights as me. Right. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to do the same thing, I could do the same thing if I chose to do it as an adult. It seems to me that um, the things that parents are constantly arguing about now are having rights, you know, obviously to manage what it is that their children are actually learning in school because they want it to go kind of back to the basics. Like, they should be learning math, science, you know, if they're in a religious school, they could learn religion. Um, But that should be up to the parents, right? It doesn't make sense that how is it that a bunch of other people should suddenly have control over your children? It just doesn't make 
any sense to me and it's uh, it, it's gone to the point of of overboard if you ask me like i mentioned in the last video um i ca i called it a line right there's this this line that um we've always kind of compromised right and that's kind of the why that maybe we didn't see eye to eye but we didn't argue at each other or argue with each other you know I may have my opinion on abortion, you might have yours, but somehow we always met in the middle, we got onto this line, and we all lived happily ever after. Because you could have a discussion time. at one time without being labeled. Exactly. Exactly. A name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like these people have gotten everything that they wanted, right? And then all of a sudden, they're just like, well, we need something more to argue right. about. So we're going to make up X, Y, and Z. So that's, it's kind of like, that's what's happening now. And then now suddenly they're pushing past the line, right? right? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of crazy the way everything's kind of going down. Um, what is your opinion on uh, Joe Biden? <laughs> I think that's... Uh, yeah, so... He's a very old decrepit man mm -hmm. who, i feel bad for him yeah mm -hmm. uh, um it's hard not to it, it's to almost like when him. you look when you look at it though uh, angelo you, you have to say to yourself what kind of elderly abuse would put a gentleman in front of a camera that can barely string a sentence together mm -hmm. exactly you know and whether you like his politics or not um you're telling me out of all the people that you thought could have beat trump the guy who spent 50 years in politics mm -hmm. And it's kind of run his course mentally, physically, you know, you couldn't find a fresher face or an idea that <laughs> could have actually sold the American people into a better future than what Donald was offering. Yeah. Um, so to me, I, I, I actually, I feel terrible for the guy because it's, it's elderly abuse. I think what they're doing. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like um, I don't, I don't personally think he's going to make it to the next election. I mean, whether he does or doesn't is uh, besides the point. The fact that he's claiming that he's going to be running again and oh, they're all God. kind of saying it and it's like, oh my God, like you have to be kidding me. Like the dude fell up, fell, fell going up the stairs I know. twice on camera. And I just remember... And Didn't it's he fall like, on the stage last week too? Yeah. Yeah, he fell, yeah. He, he fell over a, uh, I think it was a, a bean bag or a sandbag or something, like a black right. sandbag. And I, I get it. And it's like, shouldn't you have known that that was there, right? But... Because the guy most likely has dementia, his his brain is not functioning at a hundred percent, and it's like, dude, president, the U.S. president presidency is probably one of the most difficult jobs in the world. Yeah. At any point, whether you're young, old, totally. it's it's hard. Like we saw the transition from uh, Obama was a perfect example, right? By the end of it, he looked aged yeah. right he was oh, like yeah. he got all salt and pepper right before yeah. he, he exactly got yeah, exactly yeah, for sure. right you're like holy crap man it was like wow that was eight years gone by right so it it takes its toll on you right it's it's not an easy position to do and it's like they're putting all this this pressure on this man who's it's evident that he's having an extremely hard time just doing you know the daily things meanwhile when trump was in office he was up until all hours of the night doing things and yeah, getting Trump's ready. Trump's a different monster, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he comes from a world of business, right? Yeah. Whereas Biden comes from a world of politics, for one. And, uh, I mean, we all know his corruption and all his scandals that are going on right now. And, you know, the whole Hunter Biden thing oh and the God. Burisma stuff. And oh my God. It's, it's just absolutely insane, right? And they weren't expecting this kind of transition. They thought no. they were going to do, you know, eight years of Obama, mm -hmm. eight years of Hillary, and then... 
you know, bring in Joe or whoever was going to represent. They yeah. thought it was going to be like a, a 30 year Democrat run. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Trump comes in and just four years, just blows them right out of the water yeah. and all the things he was doing. And he broke the system. He did break the system. Mm-hmm. And whether you like Trump or not, um, I always look at it like he pulled the big bandaid and ripped the bruise, like, like just, you know, showed the blood. And I think a lot of people uh, didn't like that. It's very abrasive. Yeah. But on a political stance, on a uh, a business stance, he was the right guy for the job, in my opinion. That wake up call that was needed that I think we neglected. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next year or so. Yeah. What your what's your opinion on uh, any of the other primaries? You like DeSantis or? Uh, so I'm a Florida guy. I love mm-hmm. DeSantis. Uh, I just think he needs to wait his turn. Right. I'm kind of in the uh, in the same boat. I'm not really liking his tactics. Yeah. Are a little too typical politician. Yeah. And I don't like that. Um, where they're just kind of taking shots at each other, and you know, they're. I mean, now he's he's gotten to the point where he's literally showing. Uh, deep fake photos of Donald Trump kissing Fauci on the nose and then saying, oh, this is the real Donald Trump, and he's misleading people. And at first I'm like, ah, it's not really that big of a deal. But it is a big deal because a lot of older people don't know what deep fakes are. They don't know that right. creating these types of photos are possible. And it's coming from a politician, someone they feel like they can believe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's Especially somebody, a politician who's done really well, like DeSantis over the last the four years. Right? That's the thing, right? And when it comes to DeSantis, who's you know great as the governor of Florida, great at writing policy, and he's a very, very much a populist. He's doing what the people of Florida want him to do. He's generally. done a great job in Florida. Yeah, fantastic. I love Florida. I love going down there, and uh, it's always a great time. But like you said, I think maybe he needs to kind of... Shell out and wait his turn. Yeah, just let Trump do his thing, um, especially after, I don't know if you watched the speech last night after he was indicted. Did you have a chance to watch that? No, but I heard he came out smiling and kissing babies. Yeah, yeah. He... <laughs> yeah. You're talking about Trump, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, kind of, yeah. But I, I kind of feel like we're seeing 2015 Trump again, right? And a lot of people are kind of bringing that up where he's kind of like that person. He's on fire because he's just so angry right now and he just wants to absolutely destroy them and he's talking about um when he gets back in office because he has a schedule f thing where he's going to walk in and basically just fire everybody who's been there forever and who's basically just typical yeah, establishment fire everybody. yeah yeah he wants yeah. to go to the swamp start getting rid of people locally in the house yes yeah yeah and that's right? i mean that's what he's talking about and he was just the way he said everything was just wow holy crap and then the funniest part was that uh i think it was cnn and nbc of course were like oh we're not covering Trump because of the things that he says and it was like dude yeah, their feelings are hurt they're yeah, in their mommy and daddy space right of now. course um yeah but yeah to me the way Canada is in really big trouble because we don't really have the way I see it I mean we do have one politician who's very anti-establishment to me it's Maxime Bernier I love Max right Max is really good and uh, it, it's just unfortunate that people are just not open-minded to the idea of having somebody completely Different. Well, starting your own starting your own party and, and kind of trying to establish yeah, it that's in, the problem. in our political system of the big three is sort of like, it's a grassroots thing, yeah. right? It might not get any uh, popularity until Max gets replaced by somebody who, you know, kind of puts himself in that sort of position. Mm-hmm. And the party's been around now for 20 or plus years where it's got notoriety and it's got that, you know, green party status, if you want to call yeah. it that, right? Which is unfortunate because I do like Max. I yeah. think... Um, 
The problem is, is he was supposed to take over Reigns after Harper, and he resigned because of some nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I think it was something they just didn't see eye to eye on some, something. I yeah, remember something the specifics. Something but that. but the, the, the moral of the story is, is he was supposed to have gains of that conservative party, and he didn't. He kind of went out and built his own. I mean, kudos to him. I mean, starting a party mm-hmm. from the from the ground up is... Uh, takes balls yeah the, the way i'm even looking at it it's not even really a conservative par- party but i mean the way people kind of perceive conservative politics is like they think it's something completely different from what it actually is where it's literally just conserving the main ideals that we have yeah your values exactly with a little bit more of a maybe more free market sure. uh you know, economic policy implemented right. into that, right? Which obviously Maxime has, but the way I'm kind of seeing his policies, the way they're they're the way he's creating them is they're very libertarian minded. They're very libertarian, yeah, minded. and they're very centrist minded as well. Yeah. It can it can work for both ways, whether you're you're left or right. Right. Realistically, well, he wants to he wants to work on the marginal tax rate mm-hmm. because he thinks it's stupid. They should it should be like fixed taxes. Oh man, taxes in this country for are everybody, just insane. It's insane, right? Yeah. And then he wants to also work on like a voting system with, uh, give me an example if you want to talk about the abortion rights in Canada and how mm-hmm. they play out. Okay, let's table the idea and let's have a vote. Yeah. And based on the vote. Have a proper debate at least. A debate and right? then we'll, we'll kind of come to a consensus yeah. of how it's going to look like, right? Um, and I don't know if you know, but currently if you are in any political party platform in Canada and you're a pro-lifer, you're not allowed. For sure, 100%, it's on the liberal site. <clears throat> if you are a pro-lifer, um, you cannot be a standing member in their uh, parliamentary system. Really? Wow! Uh, in that wild? In what? Uh-uh. In the, I, I think at it's the in federal platforms at the federal level. Wow! But I think the liberal—you'd have to look for it. Um, don't quote me by detail of what I'm saying, but yeah. but yeah. See if you can find that. That's uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah. So so what you're saying is that's for all liberal party members. Correct. Wow. To be in their congregation or their yeah. group or their big boy club or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um and you're gonna have a leading political so um, let's say belief let's say, you can't be you cannot be uh you cannot be it well i can't see them being in a in closed doors but you cannot be a vocal pro pro-lifer hmm. wow that's um that's actually insane um so it's like you can be you can agree with them on every other topic and that's just this one thing you don't agree yeah. with and it's they remove you from caucus essentially yeah, even much. if you well, you wouldn't you wouldn't you would never make it there yeah yeah well i get that it's uh kind of stupid but yeah the abortion stuff here in canada is kind of well it's free reign for the pro-choicer right yeah i'd i'd say i remember so i have some friends um, they have a child with downs and uh, around the seven to eight month mark believe mm-hmm. it or not they were actually asked if they wanted an oh, abortion yeah. right wild. yeah because they knew the child was already right. had down syndrome and they right. looked at these doctors like excuse me like are right. you insane why would i abort my child just because it's got it's a special sort of, need of yeah. Yeah, okay yeah. so what we're gonna love the child regardless like i don't i don't care but it's just the fact that this is happening. And and so when it comes to the whole abortion debate too, and the why why it's becoming such a hot topic realistically is because of what the left want and what the right want are just so astronomically far apart from sure. one another. Whereas uh, the left generally want abortion at any stage. And a lot of people have argued with me, that's not true. Yes, it is true. Very true. In the States, if you look at, for example, um, that 
I think it was the governor of Virginia, actually said on a radio, live on radio, said he wanted abort, he wanted it to be an option to terminate the pregnancy after the child was out of the womb. So it's like, so you're going to give birth to the child and then abort it? Like, how does that work? That doesn't make sense. That's like murder, right? That doesn't make, that's not what the conservatives are even arguing about right now. Most people I think would probably say like uh, it, conservative people in general would probably say that they don't want abortion, but they've always managed to compromise again, right? They said, well, we don't really agree with it, but you know, in Florida, we'll give you eight weeks and other states will give you 12 weeks, whatever mm -hmm. it is to get an abortion. And it's like, there's some sort of compromise because sure. we do understand that, you know, there are certain incidences of, uh, you know, abortion after rape or incest, of course. And I mean, like I said, we've always just managed to compromise and it's like now we just can't compromise. Like, dude, I actually lost the relationship uh, uh, over this, right? Just simply over having the conversation. Gee, right? imagine that. Right? Like I had, and uh, that, that's another question. Like, would you, would you date somebody who had a completely different political opinion from you? Would, would you consider doing something like that? Absolutely not. No? Why? So life is already challenging mm -hmm. and managing and viewing your own perspective on life and your own management skills of yourself. And <clears throat> if I have a relationship with someone whose values are polar opposite of mine and a child comes in, well, whose values do we use? Yeah. Right? And prime example, my wife and I are Christians. And we're very big on our faith is a priority. Yeah. It's a priority. There's no compromising Jesus in my life. Mm -hmm. And I say that with the idea that life just doesn't work if you come in with a different faith or a non-faith or it just, it just doesn't work because our values are now really far apart from each other. And if there's children in the mix, it just creates more confusion, more anger, more uncertainty, more difficult. It just, it, it, it's challenging at the best, right? So to answer your question, no, mm -hmm. but to go back also to what you said, you know, at what point and whatnot. Yeah. I, I guess most conservatives do do that heartbeat rule, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever mm -hmm. weeks. <clears throat> we don't like it. Right. Like yeah. for me, I'm not even really, I don't consider myself a conservative, but when it comes to abortion, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the idea yeah. of it, right? Under any circumstance. However, I will obviously compromise so that way we can continue to progress in the world and in our as a nation. Sure. And I think we need to come up with some sort of obvious compromise so that way, you know, we can continue to do those things. Well, I think before you can have a compromise, you should have a discussion, right? Yeah. And you should have questions mm -hmm. being asked. And I think a lot of times these people that are my body, my choice. Yeah unless you're about to get vaccinated, it's not your body and your choice. Mm -hmm. But the, this mentality, this, you know, this idea that started with this feminism, sexual revolution of the sixties has not feminized anybody anymore and has not sexually revolutionized anybody anymore. Your body doesn't have full autonomy. And the reality is, is ask yourself this. If a, a pregnant lady got murdered on a website, uh, uh, on a site somewhere, why do they call it a double murder homicide? Mm. Right? I wonder why. Right, because it's mm -hmm. two individuals mm -hmm. at this state. It's got this, this, this child or this uh, 
um, the science term, this, this offspring, this zygote that's growing inside you has a heart, you know, has its own soul, has its own identity, is an independent resource from you. Yeah. Um, so why is it looked upon as an, uh, an appendage or an, ex- an accessory of you? It has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. You're just the housing state of it. Yeah. Right. And to go a little bit further, and I heard this on a Joe Rogan podcast, the guy was absolutely brilliant. He's mm-hmm. like, and it might've been, I don't know if it was Peterson or maybe it wasn't Peterson. Um, but he said, he goes, even in the instance of a rape or incest, mm-hmm. which by the way, if you look at the numbers, like 0. 0.0006 of like yeah. what actually happens when people use abortion as, you know, mm-hmm. the consequential tool of, oh, I need to take the morning after pill or, you know, I messed up or I didn't use a condom or whatever, right? Um, most people don't understand that two wrongs don't make a right. Why are we punishing this new life yep. for the behavior of some cretin man, mm. <laughs> some <laughs> wacko relative, right? There's an actual website um, on Facebook, Angelo and Mo, if you ever get a chance to look at um, people that have chosen not to have abortions from rape victims and stuff. And it's like, I chose not to kill my daughter and today she's graduating from med school. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem with abortion, the sin of abortion comes into effect when people fail to see the potential you're removing of what God is giving in that light. Yep. That's where the, the big ixnay Mm-hmm. comes into play for me so that's not even a conversation it would be a conversation at the table of trying yeah. to help somebody understand mm-hmm. absolutely why i view that but to me you know whether you're three days pregnant or seven months pregnant it's wrong yeah yeah i kind of view it as as uh more or less the exact same thing i don't like it but i mean politically yeah, yeah like no, I, I understand said, what you're saying yeah just so that we you know we don't go and uh murder each other at the end of the day um well we're talking about murdering things right yeah exactly <laughs> right um and, and that's kind of another uh point of the topic too like i remember when i had this conversation i'm not going to say any names but i remember dating this girl i think we dated for approximately a month and i was already kind of noticing like her difference in opinion when we sure. were talking about the lockdowns and vaccines oh, and masks and all that stuff and what i agreed on and what she agreed on and obviously we disagreed on pretty much everything and uh i was noticing that but still whatever you know things were okay and we were getting along she was a nice girl and uh then all of a sudden I think it was around the time when the Roe v. Wade stuff happened oh in the God. U.S. So uh, for those like that year, don't... It was like a year ago, right? Something like that, yeah. So I remember the Roe v. Wade thing for context was um, they basically squashed a bill that it was a... a what was it? A federal bill. Yeah, it was, a federal it was, it was law. basically for, for funding and protecting of women's rights. Right, and uh, for, for abortion purposes. Correct. So to allow women to have uh, abortions pretty much at any stage obviously depending on the situation um they squashed that and they gave all the power back to the states which is right. you know kind of the point of having a republic you independent you know, exactly independent the, perspectives yeah for sure exactly so the feds kind of you know only control certain things which essentially the feds are supposed to protect mainly the constitution that's kind of the point of having a federal government in the united states um but eventually, over time, obviously, it took more and more power and created more laws and took more control bit by bit by bit, one of them being Roe v. Wade. Anyway, so that, that that's what was going down at the time. And I remember we went to a sushi place and we were sitting there and uh, she was constantly glancing. It was on the TV. It was on CP24. Oh, man. And... Uh, Constant Panic 24. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I like that one. Constant Panic 24. So it was on the TV and... Uh, 
basically they were talking about the whole Roe v. Wade thing. I'm like, oh, so what do you think about this? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh, women should have their rights to abortions, blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of told her, I'm like, I get it. And I'm looking, I, I explained to her that I look at it from both perspectives as a religious person and a moral person. I do not like abortion outright. Like, that's just my opinion. Sure. Right. I just think it's really messed up and just kind of gross and weird. But at the same time, politically, we have to form some sort of compromise. And that's kind of, you know, the liberal side of me where I want to compromise with you so that way we can continue to get on. And uh, she literally looked at me. I've never like had this happen before. She oh, turned wow. to me and I don't remember what the what she even said. She said, your, your viewpoints are morally repugnant. Like in this like <laughs> demonic voice all wow, of a sudden. Like, that's Yo. a first sign of right? uh, the question I just asked Sebastian 20 minutes ago is not what I would do either. Right. So, right? and I'm like, can't. okay, my opinion. So looking at so it. So you from, don't matter, right, bro? Whatever you thought like was zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I was kind of like, wait, hang on. So me, so I think abortion is morally repugnant. You looking at me, looking at it from both sides of the political right. perspective spectrum or, or having two perspectives kind of mashed together at the same time um makes me morally repugnant like how does that even make well, any sense next time someone says that to you say to them so let me ask you two questions yeah who speaks for the child mm -hmm. and who speaks for the dad who might want to keep that kid yeah mm -hmm. right is mm -hmm. your value of your daughter any different than your wife's no you love her just the same right just the same. you'll probably mm -hmm. die for her too right? absolutely mm -hmm. so how is your view not as important exactly like, I just, I can't equate yeah. that, right? It's like, yeah. so, yeah. I don't know. To me, it just kind of seems like it's a very narrative type of thing. Where totally. it's like, no, we need it this way or no way. We're not going to come to any sort of compromise. And then, of course, they change the way the media writes it, that they're taking away men's, women's rights, blah, 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 blah. Um, but the, I feel like there's so much more to it. It's such a, such a complicated Bro, issue. There's Parenthood. no... Planned Parenthood takes... The problem, the problem was, is Planned Parenthood was being funded hundreds of millions of dollars a year mm -hmm. to sell this as women's health benefit. Yeah. Women's like, you know, women's health, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what's women's health? Well, women go and get checkups. They do, you know, generic stuff like pap smears and all that stuff, right? So they sell it under the guise of that. Meanwhile, it was a factory of, I don't know how much money they were being pumped to like bring people from like, you know, low income communities that had, you know, daddy issues and whatnot and mm -hmm. come into these places and basically pop children out. You know, and these doctors, and there's a few of them, uh, you can look them up online that um, have had since change of hearts and like, you know, uh, they actually talk in a group where it's like, and you know, there's one doctor, an Italian guy, I can't remember his name. He's an American Italian. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his name, but he uh, told a story about him and his wife couldn't have any kids and they adopted a young girl. And as soon as they adopted the young girl, they had a couple of kids or something like that. Mm. And he was, a, he was an abortionist, right? And he would do his job. And um, one day they were in the backyard playing. All I heard was a car screech and a bunch of kids coming in the backyard uh, screaming. And apparently his, his adopted daughter got hit by a car. Oh, no. They rushed her to the hospital. She ended up dying. <laughs> and he goes, he remembers like after morning going back to work and doing his job, you know, abortions. And he goes, it never hit me. And then I looked in the waist of where I removed these kids and I saw like arms and hands and it just like hit them like a ton of bricks. Mm -hmm. Now he goes around, it's been like 30 years, he goes around and talks about what actually happens at an abortion because a lot right. of people think it's about women's rights. But then you show them videos of how an actual abortion happens 
And people are just beside themselves. They can't believe that there's tools that go into the vaginal canal and rip heads, mm -hmm. pull arms and legs. And, and you think that that little child is not screaming or panicking, but they have nervous system. You think they're not freaking out and like they're dying, mm -hmm. right? And he said that that's, it goes, it hit him on such a level that he was absolutely rep repulsed yeah. of what he was doing, right? So um, a lot of stories like that. And now with, you know, TikTok and Instagram, you're seeing a big movement of people that are younger than us starting to realize that it's it's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong on so many levels. Yep, the uh, some people in the younger community are definitely pushing back. Um, the further actually, the, the story actually went uh, went a little bit further than just the abortion thing and her turning to me and saying, oh, "You're more repugnant." Um, so basically, she was watching about how they were threatening to riot and all that crazy stuff um like literally burn cities to the ground in order to gain more women's rights or whatever they thought was going on and i said um like i didn't even really have a problem with the abortion issue it's like whatever you know you're gonna call me morally repugnant it's not the first time it's happened that's fine i don't care i can take it a morally right? repugnant person is a guy who doesn't shower for a week i shower twice a day well that's my point right it's like day. that's such a that's such yeah. a heinous term it's like how can you not have a perspective mm -hmm. of your own self-consciousness that yeah. you can look at somebody else who breathes air sleeps like you eats and you have mm -hmm. an opinion about them that hard yeah. even if you and i mo were completely polar opposite. You mm -hmm. were pro-choice, I was pro-life. You were pro-gay, I was anti-gay. At the end of the day, there should always be a level of common ground where you and I can hug it out, have a beer, and say, okay, yeah. I'm gonna try to see it from your way. Right. You're gonna try to see it from my way, and we're gonna keep that friendship thriving. That's right. Yeah. You should always be able to have a conversation. Yeah, man. Be friends. Yeah. At, 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 I'm at blown minimum, away. At minimum, be able to be civil with yeah, each other totally. at exactly. minimum, instead of it being totally. a witch hunt all the time. The one that's yeah. just it, right? That yeah. whole morally repugnant. Like, give me a break. It's yeah. Angel. I've known him for a decade. The guy's nothing. <laughs> yeah, this guy's nothing beautiful. Nothing even no, close no, to, I'll tell to you, being morally everybody, repugnant. Everybody, listen. I sit beside him all the time. He smells amazing. There you I, go. I deodorize yeah. consistently. I have a bar I was of just natives. Using that as an example. Someone gives a shower, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. No, it just it didn't make any sense. But um, yeah, well, and this is sorry, guys. Just yeah, this is ahead. what's in my opinion has caused the denigration of humanity. Is mm -hmm. that we have lost respect. That you're another living being and I'm another living being and we can have opinions and discourse yep. and dialogue and whatnot, which is what is beautiful about the, our society. The fact that we don't have to agree with one another to in order to God love bless. each other. Why right? would I want to see myself in the mirror 24-7? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Like it just doesn't make sense. We are but, all we're all individual people. Everybody has a, a different opinion. You, some may be similar and right. some, you know, maybe differ in one way or another. But uh But it's when we attack this character mentality is exactly. when we actually attack the humanity of us yeah. and i think that that's mm -hmm. what needs to stop mm -hmm. so um but yeah it's essentially the conversation ended up going to uh me asking her do you agree with them rioting in order to gain these rights as right. you so see them and she literally was she had a bunch of sushi in her mouth and she's just going like with the biggest nod I've ever seen anybody do. And I'm like, so you, I ha I'm like, I had to clarify. I'm like, so you're okay with violence, burning things to the right. ground for your cause. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm a nonviolent person. Like <laughs> I don't, I believe in self-defense, but I don't think we need to 
uh, go around burning things to the ground, which is why I love the Freedom Convoy protest so much, because it was one of the most peaceful things sure. we've ever seen in our lifetime in this country. It sure. was beautiful, right? I mean, no one got hurt except for, you know, people against the police got trampled on by horses at the end of the day in the Freedom Convoy protest. But apart from that, there were no burnt buildings. Um Apart from the desecration of the Terry Fox monument, which was literally putting a Canadian flag and putting a hat on top of the statue, which I don't see how that's desecration of a, a monument at the end of the day. Because it didn't have the alphabetizer flag on top. <laughs> which, which, yes, but when they did it, it was fine. That's right, of right? course. Because it, their cause meant Good enough for else. me, but not enough for me. Yeah, wow, I don't know. It yep. was... It was it's, Crazy. And then that's when I knew. So after that conversation with this girl, that's when I knew that she was a psychopath. Right. <laughs> so, and I was, is she going to watch this, bro? I don't, I don't know if she's going to watch. I don't really care if she watches this, but, um, I mean, in reality, if somebody is condoning riots for, for a cause of something like that, we're not talking like, you know, as if, um, the government is taking over the entire country and taking every single right away from you. Like your, your basic, human rights you are in allowed our to stand in public mm -hmm. and have a civil disagreement and right. stand in uh opposite mm -hmm. of what government that, that, that's that's the basic fundamental of a democracy is that you can stand to you know uh, not right of course but mm -hmm. uh, you know stand against anything that you want because that's what freedoms are based on yeah um you know it's funny about what you just said Ange. Um, when they were burning down Minnesota after George, George Floyd, mm -hmm. um, you look at that and you say to yourself, these people were so triggered to riot against the police because the narrative was, you know, we're going to, yeah, I remember Maxine Waters, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to tear them down. And I'm thinking to myself, lady, you've been in politics longer than Joe Biden and you live in Beverly Hills, even though you're, you know, yeah. your area is like miles in the ghetto. And she's going on and these leaders are telling these communities of small thinkers to go and do this stuff. And they're burning down minority people's businesses. Mm -hmm. People were crying. It's like, what are you talking majority, about? Majority majority of the time. I've been doing this for 20 years and yeah. you're going to destroy my building. Yeah. And, blah, blah. and it's like, they got Molokov cocktails and they're throwing them in the windows. Mm -hmm. I'm like... A lot of the times these these uh, agitators and people who were doing this uh, turned out to people that were not even from that city. So they were actually yeah. coming from out, out of town. Right. And taking advantage of everything that was happening. They were going around looting everything, destroying right. everything. I think in the um, summer, of, summer of love back in May of 2020, because everybody, that's what they called it, right? But it was like, you know, mostly peaceful, somewhat fiery protests. Um, meanwhile, you had journalists standing in front of a burning city in the background calling it a mostly peaceful but somewhat fiery protest, which was okay, interesting interesting way to put it i guess um you had i think it was almost three dozen people died during those those riots and protests and majority of the time it was people taking advantage of the situation sure. um claiming that it was obviously for something that it wasn't and they were going around killing people and destroying businesses and then the whole written house thing happened and well there was that top black cop who was like close to retirement he yes was like he was retired he was old, retired and he was just trying to like stop people from breaking mm -hmm. into like a, a black owned business yeah and some like there's a there was a video of it was sad man literally goes with a handgun behind his head and pops oh, in front of everybody and just yeah. drops and i'm thinking to myself oh, did they just catch that on tv mm -hmm. and i'm like wow 
I don't think it was on TV. I think somebody recorded yeah, it. Yeah, and then, I remember and then seeing somebody, the, yeah. the video like, of it. I'm like, he was like dying on the ground. Wow, like, oh. No, dude, I think he died in air because he shot him literally in the back of the head. It's like he was. Oh, wow. Maybe it was a different video, but I remember there was another retired police officer who um, he was trying to stop a bunch of looters from going into a store and they shot him and he's like on the ground or whatever. Terrible, dude. I don't know, man. It was uh, that whole situation was just absurd to say the least. But uh, um, something I found recently, apparently we have Chinese police stations <laughs> in Canada. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Like, no, it's an actual oh, thing. Actually, yeah, uh, you might have heard of it. It's it actually happened in uh, in Canada and in the United States. Let me just bring this up so you guys can all see this as well. It says Conservative leader Pierre Polyev condemned the federal government for not publicly disclosing the number of disclosing the number of secret Chinese police stations operating in Canada. All Canadians deserve to know the answer, he said. Um, but yeah, like they've been apparently it, it's kind of funny so i've been fine i've been noticing this this funny trend um where there will be like something going on in canada for like and it's been happening for like 5 10 15 years or whatever so for example we got chinese police stations and what i mean by chinese police stations is that they're essentially being run by the Ch chinese communist party and they're going and cracking down on canadian chinese people Right, which literally, like, you have no what? What the fuck are you doing? You Is that no, what they're doing? They're cracking down on I Canadian believe so. Chinese people. Yeah, wow. I believe so. It's it's insane, and I mean, we all know how the how bad the CCP is, right? But just the fact that the liberals knew about it, of course, never said a single thing. As per usual, they've known. Oh, well, we've had this problem happening for ten years, but we never do anything about it. And then all of a sudden, the conservatives pipe up about it. And then they finally do something about it. Like what the? Well, I think uh, if we've learned anything based on Polyave's, you know, battles with uh, Trudeau, <laughs> he's probably like, just just answer the question, Mister Prime Minister. Mm -hmm. You know, just just a question. We just need an answer. Just a question. He obviously can never. That guy in the eight years he's been in power, and correct me if I'm wrong, can never answer a question straight on no, with never. truth. You know, he deviates, he dances, he prances, yeah. and whatnot. But I just find it funny that in the 10 he's years... He's a very good politician, totally. is what I'd call him. He's totally. excellent Very polished. Being, yeah, very polished. Very much. He's got nice hair, right? But in, And socks. And socks, <laughs> yes. But in the eight years that he's been leading this country into the ground, he's done nothing... Like, I'm still waiting for the budget to balance itself. Remember that? It's Back coming. It's coming. And the budget will balance itself. Yeah. Okay. I'm waiting for that, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a long time before somehow it magi magically balances itself. <clears throat> it's gotten completely uh, worse, but um, there is somebody who's been popping up on the scene recently. Um, his name is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm. You've been uh, kind of paying attention to that guy. I have, yeah. Yeah. What, what's your what's your opinion? I don't know on enough him? about him to have an opinion about him. <clears throat> I'd like to believe that he is on the <clears throat> the side of truth and freedom. Okay. Um, if he's anything like his, you know, lineage mm -hmm. of dad and uncle, um, I'm going to say that he's probably got some moral fiber yeah. and some values. Um, I do think that he is running for democratic primaries. Mm -hmm. Um, he's actually polling really well. Yeah. He's actually like, he's behind Biden. Um, and I think, I don't even know. He doesn't toe the line like the typical establishment. I he's, hope not. He's right very much like his father. Are you familiar with RFK? 
No, I don't no? know if you can fill me in. Okay, so RFK Jr. is the son of uh, Bobby Kennedy. Okay. No, he's not. He's the son of Robert Kennedy. Yeah, Bobby. They called him Bobby. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah, yeah. of Jack yeah. Kennedy, which is John Kennedy. John I apologize. Kennedy. Yeah, so he was Bobby, John yes. F. Kennedy's uh, right. nephew, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and his policies are very, very similar. I'd say, uh, like, to his father and, and, and his uncles. And uh, I kind of like that. Like, he's very libertarian-minded. He's, mm-hmm. he's very much for the people. Mm-hmm. Um the nice thing is that he's also very much an environmentalist, mm. right? Which I kind of agree with. I don't think we should be polluting the environment um, or letting companies get away with stuff like that. But that's just in my, I guess, my moral fibers that I think it's wrong, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of like him. Um, he does have a speech impediment, which to me is not much of a problem. But when you're looking at polished politicians, it may obviously come up. They may use that against him because um, he has like a sort of like a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like his voice vibrates, mm. right? It's, I don't, I don't know what it's called, but um, yeah, I've been listening to him a lot more lately and it's cool too, because he's kind of like us where it's like, even if we disagree on something, we'll still talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, he'll go to somebody who's like more conservative than he is like Jordan Peterson and actually be on his show and have a conversation and talk about things. And they may not agree on everything at the same time, but in terms of being a Democrat and uh, showing my support to somebody would probably be somebody like that way over Biden. Biden is just like you said, he's typical establishment. Uh, He's been around for so long and it's just, nothing's ever going to change with a guy like that. Right. So, um, but yeah. He actually recently posted something. This was actually pretty interesting. This goes to our uh, topic from before. I think it was this one. It was uh, Mark Zuckerberg says it was challenging to censor COVID misinformation. Let me bring this up on the screen here. There we go. So Mark Zuckerberg says it was challenging to censor COVID misinformation because the scientific establishment was frequently wrong, which ultimately undermined public trust. In quotes, surprise, surprise. I know, right? Isn't that like... That's actually big of him to admit that. Exactly. And it's actually on video too. Um, just take some of the stuff around COVID earlier in the pandemic where there were real health implications, but there hadn't been time to fully vet a bunch of scientific assumptions. Unfortunately, I think a lot of the kind of establishment on that kind of waffled on a bunch of facts and asked a bunch of things to be censored that in retrospect ended up being more debatable or true. That stuff is really tough, right? It really undermines trust. Really? You think? <laughs> you know, it, it's funny, right? In the beginning of COVID, everything was trust the science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then most of us were like, trust the silenced. Mm-hmm. And now the silence is starting to yeah. surface up and seeing it. And now these guys are backpedaling, not admitting that they're wrong, mm-hmm. but kind of like saying, hey, Ange, so you, we might have not been 100% here, but you know, you guys are good guys. You'll forgive us, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just move on from this. And my whole thing is, well, who's going to hold the accountability candle to all this? The amount of torment, the amount of detriment, the amount of uh, fear, the amount of sickness, the amount of, you know, um, gaslighting, the amount yeah. of behavior that was done to people that didn't think like you. Who's going to keep accountable to make sure that there's real retributions paid to people that lost their businesses and their jobs and, you know, things that, you know, you can go to Walmart and shop, right? Mm-hmm. But Johnny's Pizza... 
you'd get the cooties if you were close to somebody. Yep. There goes my wine. I love it. <laughs> we're having too much of a good time. Yeah, folks. exactly. But the Sounds reality good. is we're living in a time where I believe more than anything that life, we need to stand up for what's right. And I think we need to stand up not only for what's right, but also to keep things accountable. Because if there's no accountability, yeah. there's essentially a free reign, a free for all. You can't have a debate. You can't have an opinion. Not at all. It's, um, and that's kind of where we're, uh, where we're heading, right? So we're heading to a point where in reality, um, people just refuse to have conversations, whether that might be for, you know, one reason or another, whether it's out of fear, they want to avoid an argument. Um, you know, they don't want to feel like they're controversial. Um, and I feel like that's part of it. People are, are being told to be afraid um, to speak out about something that they believe in. And uh, in case you guys are wondering what the hell just happened, um, I had half a glass of wine and uh, I... I didn't even know we're having a wine party. And I was yeah. <laughs> Accidentally spilled yeah, it all over so. the sound equipment, and I'm working on that right now. <laughs> oh, this is the video coming out. Yeah, exactly. So we're just uh, in the midst of kind of cleaning it up at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. Like, it's. Uh, do you think things are improving, or do you think they're uh, kind of staying the same? I think that, and again, I could be wrong, but mm -hmm. I just have this sense, this this feeling that people are starting to see that they've been heavily deceived. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I, I put myself in that grouping as well, because even though I may have been awake in certain topics, I was probably asleep in other topics, not because I was uh, purposefully trying to be asleep, but just because we're all willfully ignorant. There's just so much going on in society all the time that you can't just be abreast of everything. Like there's mm -hmm. just, just a lot, right? But I think um, what the Trump administration taught us what COVID taught us what 2023 is teaching us is um you need to like stand up for yourself yeah i think you need to start seeing your life and your and your family as as imp more important than just some information holding breathing living thing so that the government can use you for some kind of like you know control subject mm -hmm. and i think what i do see is is a lot more people are standing up and just speaking up which is a good thing whether yes. you i always tell people all the time whether you believe what i say or don't believe what i say is not a concern to me i don't care but i would stand on a rock with a gun and fight for your freedom to say it mm -hmm. like that i would i agree with that too it's um actually believing in real freedom of speech um is understanding that ca people can say the wrong thing they can sure. be incorrect about something Absolutely. and i feel like we've gotten to a point where in society everybody feels that they have to be correct they have to say the right thing um like you know if people come on this show before the show and they might be like oh i don't want to say the wrong thing right and it's like dude if you say the wrong thing either if you realize you say the wrong thing then you obviously correct yourself um and if you say the wrong thing, there's other people here at the table who maybe will, you know, debate you and show you sure. maybe the correct way of saying things. But at the end of the day, I feel like people need to be brave enough um, 
to take those risks risks and be willing to say the wrong thing and right. also be willing to accept that when they are wrong to be told that they're wrong right be yeah, open to the be idea a, don't of, be a snowflake about it exactly right? Just, right we don't need to get um constantly offended over everything or, or saying the the incorrect thing right um yeah, so yesterday, speaking of uh, saying the wrong things, um, Trump was indicted. And, Again. Uh, yeah, so apparently it's a law based on the Espionage Act of 1917. And uh, are you familiar with Vivek Ramaswamy? Oh, that's the uh, other Republican candidate, right? Yes, yes. He's the yes. Indian fellow, I think. Uh, really smart guy. Is he Indian? He might be Indian or, or like Sri Lankan or something. I'm not yeah, really smart sure. guy. I heard him talk. Yeah, he's yeah, a he's, uh, yeah he's a, he was in the tech sector and right. uh, he basically, he agrees and, and he kind of actually said it beautifully too because he even said, he's like, the crazy thing is that me as... A political opponent, because he's going to be running against Trump in the primary primaries as a Republican, me as Trump's opponent is the one that has to go and fundraise in order to actually help defend my political opponent. Like, yeah, because you're part of the same group. Yeah, exactly. But it's like it's like community, yeah, right? Like helping totally. one another, right? And yeah. understanding that there is a problem because it's it's pretty obvious that they're going after Trump over. Dude, they're, Bullshit. they're they're witch hunting him like yeah. I've never seen done before. It's yeah. like if these rules apply to him, then why aren't we investigating Joe for the files he took while he was under Obama's administration? Exactly, exactly. Mm. And at least Trump was president when this happened. Joe Biden was not the president; he was the vice president. Right. The rules are incredibly different, right. right? Meanwhile, we're seeing one who has to show up to a federal court, and the other one's, you know, being put to bed early in the White House, right? <laughs> so it's just. Um, it's crazy. It's like despicable how how hard they're going. Like with the rule of law, they're going after. But they're trying to throw the book at him. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And it's like it's over the stupidest things every time. It's always the dumbest thing. Um, it all started with the Russia collusion back in the day, right. which turned out to just was pretty obviously a hoax. Um, yeah. Read the, the Mueller, read the Mueller report. Right. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, you had basically a Democrat outline. Everything that Trump did not do, mm -hmm. and yet still he colluded. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Meanwhile, quid pro Joe <laughs> is is you know him and his son are like who knows what interests are going on with uh you know the yeah. Ukraine and Zelensky. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah. For me, the uh, the whole war in Russia is just ridiculous. Um, from both perspectives, the way I look at, it, I feel like it's always like. Everybody's argument is like, which side are you picking? Either you're, you know, supporting Ukraine and you've got Ukrainian stickers on your car um, or you're a uh, Russian sympathizer. And it's like, dude, I'm, I'm neither. I would just like they're both idiots. Putin's an idiot. Zelensky's an idiot. Joe Biden is the idiot of all idiots supporting the idiots. And then you got the idiots in Europe who are supporting the whole entire group of idiots telling everybody to do idiotic things. And that's my rant about idiots. Right. <laughs> because at the end of the day, the entire war could have been completely avoided, which would have been the best result. But instead, um, you had people like Boris Johnson, who was going to people like Zelensky and telling him under no circumstances, do you sit down with a person like Putin and try and come up with some sort of negotiation? Oh, okay. 
So you'd rather see the Ukrainian people die and get bombed by the Russians because you refuse to even simply have a conversation because you disagree on something. And it's just the whole thing is just... Well, Zelensky's a, Zelensky's a puppet, right? I mean, he was put there... We know that. Um, you know, when Trump was in power, Zelensky mm -hmm. didn't have a leg to stand on because he put all these people on notice. You can't do that under my administration. Yeah. Sorry. The problem is... Um, when they signed um, the agreement with NATO, there was rules written that you could not have bordering countries to Russia mm -hmm. have allies of the United States yeah. with military. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to do that. They're really poking the bear. And the bear in this case is, is Putin. And he is, he won't, like... He's got a big. He's got a big country with a lot of resources. He's not scared of these guys. Not at all. You know. And if you fail to see that, and you think this is about Ukraine and their property and Burisma mm -hmm. and all that, maybe to a little degree it is all that. Um, but Putin's like one of those, you know, lying, lying beasts. If they're lying, just leave them alone. Yeah. Don't, don't poke the bear. Don't go agitate. Mm -hmm. Right. And these guys. Because of their Ukrainian int uh, uh, interests of what's going on there, whether it's you know child trafficking, which is a whole other conversation, or any other you know cartel sort of lifestyle that happens out there that's black marketed, or yeah. you know Biden and and who's the other guy, the climate alarmist over there, uh, Gore, having their kids oh, on yeah. like some panel, you know. But everything's you know the orange man's fault, even though he hasn't been in power in three years. Mm -hmm. Right, that's what blows my mind. And then now, if it's not his fault, well, then definitely it has to be Putin's fault because you're just in his backyard trying to, you know, control. And he specifically said, "Don't bring your military action into my backyard," because mm -hmm. you know he will not back down. So when we were kids, we were taught that communist Russia, Soviet Union was bad, America was good. Mm -hmm. Well, communism in the Russian circle has been dead for over thirty years. Yep. Yet. These guys are still treating them like they're some kind of like Joe Stalin, uh, you know, sympathizers. And it's, you know, 1920. And they couldn't be furthermore from the truth. I mean, mm -hmm. Russia, Putin up until two years ago was, you know, part of it was the G8. They were like, they were all buddies. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden there was like this communication breakdown. Well, this communication breakdown because when you got incompetence in one political party, like the White House, yeah. running things because of personal interests... This is what you have. Mm -hmm. That's my rant. Yeah. I mean, Putin is, uh, I mean, the guy, the dude is, is fucked up at the end of the day. He's oh, uh, no hundred percent. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to mess with a crazy, with a crazy dude. And that's the thing. He's, uh, he, he's a lunatic in his own right. Um, because there's a lot of things politically that he does in his own country that I never would agree with. And I totally. think most people here would agree with that. Right. Like, um, the way but if we're going to start picking what of he course. does in his country, yeah, yeah. Let, let's start asking why Saudi mm -hmm. Arabia has a seat on the UN for like, you know, human rights. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't like, make any sense. None of it makes right? sense, yeah. right? So it's, so, uh, we, I mean, we all know what it, it's for. It's for obviously for economic reasons because everybody's got to get uh, paid out. Paid, exactly. I was yeah. just about to say it. You said it before I did. So um, yeah, that is uh, is what it is. Um, there was this one. This one was, this popped up in my feed and I was just like, how is this still happening? 
So there's a lady um, named Sheila Lewis. Sheila Lewis from Alberta, Canada is being denied life-saving organ transplant because she won't take the COVID vaccine, even though she has natural immunity from getting COVID twice. Um, And there's like a whole, obviously, video about it. But how the hell is this still happening? At this point, it's been like, what, three years now? More than three years, basically. We've just passed a three-year mark. How are we still convinced that we cannot allow somebody... So the person is really sick. They're going to die if they don't get whatever transplant they need. Um, They've gotten COVID twice, so the odds are they're probably not going to die. Right. In reality, we know the vaccines do not stop transmission. And haven't they stopped pushing the vaccines now? I know you can still get them, but I haven't seen a single ad for them in, like, I don't know how long. Well, I haven't been pushed by a doctor in how long. I don't understand. I don't know. Go to go to the United States. You'll see lots of... Uh, is that, is, so it's, it's still going hard there. Yeah. Well, I mean, so if you listen on a radio, I find... Uh, I mean, maybe not so as much anymore, but um, earlier, because I spent a lot of time there, I was constantly driving around, constantly listening to the radio, and um, a lot of the time you would hear... Sponsored by Pfizer, BioNTech, mm-hmm. or whatever. It was like every second thing was sponsored by Pfizer, BioNTech. Mm-hmm. So they are still definitely promoting. It's not as much because I think majority of people just don't care. Um, I mean, like Justin Trudeau says, 57% of Canadians are far right, right? So, I mean, obviously, if you're far right, you don't take vaccines because you're racist, Um so <laughs> by not taking a vaccine makes that you make a racist. Far right? I don't know, man. I don't even know what the hell far right even means anymore. Because yeah. it literally, like I said, it doesn't... Words have lost all meaning yeah, at this no point kidding, in right? reality. It's not what it used to be. We used to know what certain words, like certain words back in when we went to school, like... You know, they the word some ground, right? Yeah, exactly. You would hear the word Nazi or you'd hear far right or communist. And it was like... That meant something completely different. And now it's like, you're a Nazi. No, you're a Nazi. Everybody's a Nazi. You're a Nazi too, Mo. <laughs> and it's like, what do you mean? I'm a Jew, right? Like, it's. <laughs> yeah, but no kidding, right? It doesn't mean, like, you're, now you're calling Jews Nazis too. Well, like, they were dude. calling the uh, turban Punjabi people in Ottawa white supremacists, right? Well, I mean, obviously, deep down on the inside, maybe he is. I don't know, right? Like, it's it so just funny. doesn't. It's so funny. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So I remember back in the day, um, back in high school, we did like, um, I guess it was like to try and teach people like civics and how to vote and stuff like that. We did like a mock election and it was like the funniest thing ever because they actually brought in um, the leader of the Communist Party of Canada to oh our school, right? And this guy actually uh, spoke to everybody and I remember he got one vote because there was one kid that I grew up with. I'm not going to say his name, but I do remember him. And he was a self-proclaimed Nazi by the time he was 12 years old. Right. I don't even think he really understood what that maybe meant. Um, But it was just hilarious because the person, the the leader of the communist party who was there representing the communist party in this mock election amongst uh, 15 to 18 year olds um, got literally the one vote. And I'm like, yeah, that was him for sure. It was, (laughs) I mean, he's the only self-proclaimed communist right but we all generally had the 
the, we understood that communism bad. Communism does not do good things. Majority of genocides in the world have been committed under under communist rule in China. Million, man, between uh, Joe Stalin and yep. uh, uh, Mao. Mao. Oh, yeah. Even before million. him, right? Yeah. There was also the uh, I don't remember what the the exact term was for it. I was Marxism? looking it up yesterday. No, no, no. There was an actual like um, I think it was when. Under empirical rule in China, I think they that was one of the biggest Chinese. Well, uh, they were fans of the whole Marxist-Lenin <laughs> movement in Russia. That's how yeah. Mao came in and basically implemented that in a country of a billion people. It's like yeah. wild that people fell into that. And I actually saw something about that recently. They actually they do everything to remove freedom of speech, religious perspectives, mm -hmm. and gender ideology. They in, basically cut in women's China? hair put them all in these like ugly gray clothing. Like if you ever watch like, you know, videos of like, you know, Korea marching, North yeah. Korea marching, they all look like men, <laughs> even though they right. could be men and women, mm -hmm. but they basically, they remove any desirable perspectives of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. And they, they basically make it like almost like a uniformity look so that not only are they brainwashing the mindset to believe that Kim Jong-un or Mao or, or kings or gods, right? The, what do they call him in North Korea? Oh, the leader, the precious the leader. Supreme leader. Supreme leader. Supreme leader. Right? <laughs> look at him like he's a god, right? Yeah. They've done a lot to de-emphasize sexuality, um, desirableism of it, um, I, 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 you know, ideologies of genders, male and female, because everybody's like cut-haired and looks like they're decrepit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like just looking at uh, North Korea because they have only... Um, you have to have a certified haircut in North Korea. Yeah, yeah. There's well, that, only that's the thing, right? Yeah, it's like, look like a boy all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, even um, communism has never worked. Really, it's failed every which way. Cuba, it's failed. Um, you know, Pol Pot with the uh, the Cambodian genocide mm. failure, massive failure. They uh, killed twenty percent of the population there in one shot over an ideology, right? Forcing people into into camps. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie on Netflix. Uh, First, they killed my father. No, it's a really really good one. It'll it'll have you in tears by the end. But yeah, I watch all sorts of kind of like movies, like kind of based on on reality and history. Sure. Like that's what I'm into. I feel like nowadays that I'm so busy. Um, if I watch something, I feel like if I don't learn something from it, I won't waste my time watching it. Right. Like I don't watch I haven't watched watch. exactly. I haven't watched like a superhero movie or an action movie. Yeah, because they're all nonsense. Yeah, because it's all like the same thing. It's make believe world. Yeah, Let exactly. Me tell you how it would be for you if we lived in a make believe world. <laughs> <laughs> and not to mention half of these movies nowadays are just like super woke too. They're all trying to send mm -hmm. this weird secret message of uh um and they do it in like weird ways that it's just like why? Why are you doing this? There's in the newest, just really quick, in the newest Spider-Man, the animated mm -hmm. Spider-Man movie. Oh there's, uh, did you see it on the wall? There's in the bedroom. The someone, I think it's just it's just writing on a wall that says says uh, save trans kids. Yeah, um, which it's literally a, it's, means... a, it's a it's a children's movie. No yeah. kidding. Dude. Like, well, that's what they're after, right? Is your yeah. kids? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But in reality, it's like, what does that even mean? Like, what save them from what? Mm -hmm. Like, who's targeting them? Yeah, right. So, like, if you're, I mean, the only thing we don't want, and and this is the thing that they don't understand too, um, because they refuse to listen to people and debate, and they don't understand is that. 
Parents just want to be able to have control over their children. Until their child is 18, if they live under their roof, I mean, we've always, you probably remember back in the day, your 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 father probably used to tell you, if you're under my roof, you listen to my rules. 100%. Right? Um, from, Less than control. I don't think it's so much that they want the control. They, what yeah, they want yeah. is they want them to be raised in a way that they think is right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And make sure that when you go out in the world and he's not there, you have your own moral compass yeah. to make a decision. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, um, which is considered normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays it was, was, but now it's not it's not so normal anymore. It's just that we have all these other people who for some reason want to have control over everybody else's kids um, when in reality it's none of their business. Right? right? So I don't know. I don't know what to tell people anymore. I don't even know why people are having this crazy argument over it and why they're all attacking each other at these protests and this and that. And oh, it's just it's just so ridiculous and it's so stupid. It feels like a big distraction, right? <laughs> I mean, in reality, but I don't know. I don't know what uh, what people are going to actually do about this shit anymore. And then like even stuff like this pops up. So I have a, a tweet here from who's known as the gay Republican. Uh, Bring this up. I've gained 16,000 new followers in the last few days, so I wanted to clarify what I stand for. I am a Christian and a patriot who always puts God and America first. I am gay, but I am passionate about defending children from child groomers. I hate what's happening to my quote-unquote community. I am a Floridian who believes Florida is a blueprint that other states should be following. I am a staunch conservative populist, more people to we the people sorry more power to we the people i believe as government expands freedom shrinks for this reason i will always be for small government could not agree more i agree i hope you share these values and i thank you for your follow and support now let's get back to saving our country and it's like a lot of people i'm noticing that they want nothing to do with any of this crap that's going on a lot of what i'm talking about is specifically gay people and actual real trans people and when i say real trans people i'm saying that there are people who are claiming to be trans and dylan mulvaney was one of them the whole bud light debacle first of all i forgot to offer you did you want a bud light no no okay good because i don't know it was actually any. one of my favorite beers too was it yeah really i'm not i, I don't know i never liked yeah. that beer that much i'm a stella guy so um but yeah, so it's like you have a lot of these people, they're, they're essentially just ch- they're clout chasers. So they're doing whatever is popular that day. And that's essentially where wokeism is at now, right? Whatever's popular. So supporting right. Ukraine was popular about a year ago. It's still kind of popular, but it's dying out because, you know, we don't hear about it every day anymore. Now the whole thing is the whole trans thing that's become popular. So I feel like people are doing it. They're faking it. They're not even doing it. And it's hurting the actual people who do 100% believe in what what it is that they're doing as their transition, right? For for whatever reason that might be, right? And it's like, um, then you have a lot of gay people who are literally saying the same thing. They're like, I don't like this. I don't like that. Why are you just leave the kids alone? That's all we, that's all people are arguing about. They're just saying, leave the kids alone. Let the parents be able to raise their own children right like i don't want if when i have children one day i don't want the government raising my children for me i want to raise them myself with you know it be able to instill my beliefs part of the problem i think angelo sorry to interrupt you yeah go ahead part of the problem i think is we've taken what may have been two percent of the population Mm -hmm. and we've now pushed it as it's 90 percent of the truth yeah and i'm not here to debate who you love to sleep with or 
what you do behind closed doors. Exactly. I mean, if we had straight pride month, like, can you imagine if we went to school and you spoke about what you and your wife do in the bedroom in front of little kids, right. they'd call the cops and throw your and absolutely. Yeah. immediately, mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. So why is it okay? Just cause you paint up like a clown and you want to go do it and mm-hmm. circus circus show yourself like you're that. Yeah. There's actually a lot of sites. There's gays against groomers on mm-hmm. Instagram that yeah. are, that are very big, you know, stop taking what I fought for equality and bringing it to the next level of yeah. this debauchery. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Fighting for a, a non-existent yeah. right that literally just makes no sense at the end of the day. Right? Well, it's this whole push the equity, like, yeah. because, you know, uh, equity of outcome. There's no such mm-hmm. thing as equity of outcome. Yeah. There's equality in people, and we all strive in a free, open market to do the best that we can to bring our families mm-hmm. forward in life, however you see family as. And outside of that, it's really nobody's business. And judge someone based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Right. Martin Luther King Jr., yeah, right? absolutely. So, so, so um, I think we've gone to a stage where it's just become like, it's an absolute joke. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't, like even the fact that this guy is called the gay Republican, why not just be the Republican? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and this is this is part of the problem even in these people's journeys to try to correct that hey there's people like us like and i get it there are a lot of people that are like these guys are whacked mm-hmm. right it's this whole pushing of this narrative of oh look i'm like this but i'm like that well why don't you just be like just you yeah like why can't you just be more sebastian or, or angelo yeah it's um and that's the thing too it's like they're just they're they're crazy over sexuality and they're almost oh. acting like it's a uh, a religion yeah yeah that's, well, that's and what they're that's, doing right they're at the, uh, al- yeah, at the altar of uh, of this yeah exactly and um to point out like what you said about the uh the pride month festivals i actually went to one a long time ago um so back when i was in early high school for some reason i used to hang out with mostly girls um and they wanted to go to the pride thing downtown toronto so i went I didn't really know what to expect. We got, we get there and most of them were, you know, they were decent. Pretty civil. It's pretty civil. Yeah, exactly. You just had normal people like, you know, just walking down, holding hands. They had their signs, they had their clothes and whatever. Everybody just did their thing. But then there was a whole group of men who were basically in, as I would describe kink, right? Like a sort of like a bondage. Like an kind of thing. Yes. And no bottoms. Right now, there were children everywhere. We were children. That's the thing. Yeah. We were literally you were children. Under that Nineteen or eighteen-year-old mark, right? dude. We were f- probably fifteen at the time. Fifteen, sixteen right. years old. Seeing these old naked men Nasty. with nothing on, for the most part, wearing, you know, what happens in people's secret rooms outside in the middle of the road, and it's like, and then there was people complaining about it too, like after the fact obviously right because you know you had a bunch of little kids around and we were children there too and like i didn't expect that i didn't know that that's what was coming right had i known that was coming i probably would have been like you know what i don't want to see that right right? i probably shouldn't see that first of all i'm a minor right and it's like all the cops were standing around and nobody was doing anything about it and i was just like okay um and it just kind of made you feel uncomfortable because the other stuff was fun right like you know the other people that were part of the other parades, like they were just on floats and they were shooting us with, you know, water guns and sure. shit. I mean, the water guns had some of them had lube in them, but um, <laughs> so gross. yeah, they were like majority of it was like, you know, it was civil, like you had said. And it was, you know, you they were all wearing 
clothing and it wasn't provocative or sexual or at least it didn't feel that way it just felt like they were happy to be there and happy to express themselves which was fine until that section of the parade came along and it was just like all these old men just kind of like walking down <laughs> didn't give a fuck and it was like dude there's literally children around like that's the part that people have a problem with and it's just like enough's enough like they gotta you know get back behind the line a little bit right we got to compromise somehow you can't just another they just keep trying to take it further and further now you're seeing videos of them literally in front of children committing these provocative acts mm. and it's like dude like we don't show our kids porn so why are we letting them see this out in public right right and if they're trying to argue oh well it's part of the parade it's like okay so if i just happen to go shopping that day and i'm with a three-year-old child and you know we're going in and out of stores and the parade happens to be going by then my three-year-old has to be has to witness this they gotta subject right? to that yeah for sure i mean i wouldn't take a child to a nude beach Right? Mind you, when you go to a nude beach, there's a sign that warns you it's a nude beach. Right? You may or may not witness nude people here. Right? So, I don't know. I feel it's like... It's man. It is. At its highest level. It's uh, it's gotten insane. But, well, um, that's the... Um, they always say that anytime um, tolerance kicks in, mm -hmm. um, sexual depravity is usually the first thing that starts to show up. Mm. Right? I was hearing a pastor say that. Uh, on TikTok, he was saying, when we start applauding tolerance mm -hmm. as the new standard, yeah. shortly after that, sexual depravity comes in and all these other fallingnesses happen. Yeah. Well, and with everything that happens, you have to start tolerating it more and more and more, right? And just kind of allowing it to happen. Right. And the line and the goalposts get pushed. And exactly. Pushed and pushed, right? Exactly. It just keeps changing over and over and over again. It was the same thing with COVID. Right. When when COVID first started, first it was two weeks to slow the spread. Then it was another yeah. two weeks. The then it was curve, yes. two months. And then it was, what the fuck is this? So yeah, the, big the, then the next thing it was, it's crash land day 673 <laughs> of flatten yeah. the curve. Right. Right. Just a few more days, guys. Just two more weeks. And then, yeah. you know, eventually, it, it, finally, they. Then it's just get everyone vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, that'll solve it. Yeah. Then the efficacy of it is not a hundred percent. Yeah, and, and then, then the vaxxed are more than the unvaxxed. But first, then, yeah, first it was um, the ten percent of people who didn't want to get vaxxed. They're the problem, yeah. right? They're they're obviously the issue, even though the ninety percent of people who are vaxxed are still getting the virus and still transmitting the virus mm -hmm. amongst one another because that makes a lot of sense. But keep blaming the people who decided not to take a a lot know, of this could have been solved guys if good people spoke up yeah absolutely and that's what i found i found a lot of people they didn't want to talk right yeah, they didn't they want like to say anything they want to brush it under the carpet exactly. oh it'll go yeah. away on its own mm -hmm. and i'm like bro this is a pavlov's dog but also self-preservation yeah totally. you couldn't say a lot of stuff or else you would yeah. have been you wouldn't a lot of people would have that. and did lose their yeah. jobs and i understood that other things like that yeah like i know people who who lost their jobs because yeah. they didn't want to get vaccinated Crazy. Right? they mm -hmm. worked My at the hospital. Lost his job at ttc yeah because mm -hmm. he didn't want to get vaccinated he, 16 months later he went back how many wow. nurses lost their jobs because of mm -hmm. it? nurses people they needed yeah and then yeah. and then we have a nurse shortage yeah. and they don't call back these nurses because yeah. we don't want to go back to the past mm -hmm. we want new people yeah it's uh, it's a bunch yeah. of. I blame Ford crap. for a lot of this. I mean, uh, he didn't really stand up and do what he should have did. He no, was not a true no. conservative by any stretch of the imagination. Agreed. 
And I'll never forget that either. At mm. the end of the day, I'll never forget what uh, what he did, the things of the, that he said. And a lot of people are just they quickly forget because everything just yeah, there's ended. no accountability, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll never forget him calling, telling people that they must have something wrong with their head because they wanted to go to a car meet. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, he literally that. said, people, I think you need to get your head checked. There must be something wrong with you. Um, you need an MRI or something like I that. I remember that. Right? That was like early on. I think it was in the summertime of 2020. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, okay, so first of all, being outside and enjoying fresh air and sunlight would probably be the safest possible thing you can do, regardless of mm. whether people are around or not. But who the hell are you to like no offense dude but like you're what 450 pounds clearly health is not exactly your strong suit so why am i going to take my health advice from you right no offense i got nothing you know against people who might be overweight and unhealthy but like that's the reality of it right i can't not accept your advice right and then you're gonna go around and tell people that they have something wrong with their head yep right like that's i don't know i just saw that it was because that's what we do man if we don't agree mm -hmm. and we're part of the majority we yeah. gaslight and mm. we make sure that we make you feel really small right yeah so that you then just fold exactly well we could probably go on for hours tonight um but yeah i think we're gonna end it off here because this has been uh well, this wasn't as scary as I thought it would have been. No? Why did you think no. this was going to be scary at no, first? No, just, you know, sometimes you go into these environments and you're yeah. thinking, I wonder what questions they're going to ask. <laughs> and I actually felt really comfortable. I think the glass of wine even helped it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I lost half up. a glass of wine on my equipment here, but yeah. we'll clean it up in a, in a few minutes. Hey, it wouldn't have been what it was without the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still got the rest here, so. There you could, go. Uh, I can't waste it all. The cab was good, actually. Thank you. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, we enjoyed some uh, California wine. Um what do we have? Josh Legacy Cabernet Sauvignon. It's actually Come good stuff. Honestly, dude, Josh is like probably one of the best wines that I found lately. I like um, go to the keg sometimes, and I like the uh, Bosque, which is a Melbach from Argentina. That's okay. That's uh, uh, organic, gluten free. Mm. Really, mm, really good wine. Cool. Nice. Yeah, you can probably get it at the LCBO. And, and stuff. Uh, I think Moshi's just drinking water. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tonight we're sponsored by water. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it was fun, guys. I appreciate yeah. you guys having me on. Yeah. Well, thank uh, you very much for coming. Definitely, hundred um, percent. But yeah, that's pretty much it for tonight. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this uh, wild conversation um, about you know the truth. And everything that's been going on, we'll probably have uh, Sebastian on in the future as well, whenever he wants to come out. Yeah, I actually got a welcome. couple of good ideas that we can do yeah. on the next session that I think you guys would appreciate. We'll Sounds save good. it till after. Yeah, so, absolutely. Oh, thank you. Surprise is always better. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, smash that like button, uh, subscribe, turn notifications on, and uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Love you. Ciao. Thank you.